Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. This is Gerard Gibbert, and thank you for listening to Middays here on Super Talk Mississippi. Get ready, get ready to go beyond the headlines and join a meaningful conversation with people from around the state. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. everyone and welcome to midday super talk mississippi i'm your host gerard gibbard along with rhino i'm coming at you live today from the oxford conference center for the banking symposium in oxford enjoying the beautiful weather we got rhino back in the element well studios and of course we've got part of the element well studios extended up here to oxford in the conference center as well uh, took off this morning, Rhino, about 6 a.m., headed up here. Beautiful weather, always like a traversing the Magnolia State, especially this time of year. I hope you're doing well this morning. Oh, yeah, it's not too bad. It's been a crisp morning, but I uh, won't complain about that. Yeah, absolutely. A little uh, touch of fall in the air, as we say, but we are here for with a bunch of bankers up here. That's what we're doing. And I'm looking forward to today's show because uh, what I can't think of a more appropriate time to discuss uh, the financial industry and the banking industry in general when you consider all of the the uh, activity by the Federal Reserve, its impact on our economy, on our wallets. Uh, it's become more of a factor than I can I can think of maybe since the 80s. Honestly, uh, the the Fed, of course, taking a hawkish hawkish uh, posture and increasing rates in an effort interest rates in an effort to curtail inflation. However, that don't seem to be working because we got the CPI report yesterday. We reported it. It was released just before we started the broadcast yesterday and with respect to that the cpi is not uh, coming down it's staying pretty pretty level actually uh but joe biden the cpi of course being the measure of inflation joe biden on the other hand he's out there bragging i just don't get it what planet is this guy on he says inflation over the last three months has averaged two percent at an annualized rate but nobody really crunches the numbers that way. I mean, it, it, what he's saying is technically true from a mathematical perspective, but this isn't the way people think about inflation when, when they're in the grocery store. It's like saying at, Albert Pujols' batting average is higher than the speed limit. Yeah, it's technically correct, <laughs> but nobody measures it that way. <laughs> very, very true. But the the most disturbing part of the report yesterday was what's called this core CPI, which excludes energy and food, and it's considered a more steadier measure of the trend. But that rose to a four a decade high, a four decade record at six point six percent. Why did the president not mention this? It, it it's just unbelievable how this man who is the the leader 
of this country and ostensibly the free world, although you kind of wonder about that these days, gets in front of the nation and the world and, and spews this kind of uh, just false rhetoric. It's just, it's not, it's spinning is what it is and, and really not uh, addressing the issue. So if you don't believe there's an issue, then you're not inclined to do anything about it, to take any action uh, that would resolve the issue. And again, he said, yeah, I'm relying on the Fed. The Fed's just out there raising interest rates. That doesn't seem to be working. So, okay, what's next, Joe? I still maintain that the way to, to rapidly and strongly address uh, this inflationary spiral that we're in is to boost supply. And the way you boost supply is to change fiscal policy, amend fiscal policy. That is something the President and the Congress can do to unleash America's abundance of fossil fuel assets, for example, and start to reduce some of the onerous regulations that have a tendency to suppress the creation of more goods and services, thus increasing supply. That's how you do it, but no, there's no no interest in doing that uh, whatsoever. You know, we, we hear a lot about, uh, especially from the left, of course, we hear a lot about so-called income inequality, right? And normally you hear the blame by them being, being uh, uh, placed on those greedy, dirty corporations, and the CEOs make X, uh, X multiple more than the average worker in their companies, and you just all oh, blah, 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 and the deck is stacked, and institutional racism, and homophobicism, and ageism, and ableism, and all the other isms, all the other crutches and reasons you could you could dream up it's all that 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 right no, nothing uh, but uh, the other side is responsible for this but a recent report just got this uh, last night in the NBA <laughs> LeBron James Steve Curry and Kevin Durant are set to earn a combined 300 million bucks this year and into the 23, the 2022-23 season, 300 million, three people. Well, I'm, that's perfectly fine, as far as I'm concerned. The market dictates that. They're star athletes. People are willing to pay a lot of money, not only to see them on the floor in person, but more importantly, watch them on television, and that generates advertising revenues. I mean, that's this is the way that ecosystem works. And if the owners of those teams say, "Yeah, I'm willing to pay," LeBron James, $100 million to go shoot the hoops. More power to him. That's the market at work. But what about the income inequality? Why, why don't you ever hear the left talking about that? I wonder if the concessionaires in the, in the stadiums and, and in uh, these basketball arenas, what about the income inequality? Why don't they ever make that comparison? Now, I think it's a stupid comparison. It doesn't make any sense because it's all about value. I mean, the, the fact is, while I deeply respect the virtue of work and the contributions to society of those that are working in the stadium and working in the stands and maintaining the facilities and all the other people behind the scenes that make uh, a pr production of a, a professional sporting event possible, uh, they're basically paid what the market dictates. I'm sorry, they can't play basketball like LeBron James. I can't play golf like Tiger Woods. Thus, he's made hundreds of millions of dollars hitting a golf ball. I will never do that. Nobody will pay to see me play. Wow. I mean, is that some sort of 
distorted inequality. They just they hate markets. They hate them. But in the case of the NBA, are they going to say a peep? You think you'll ever hear a squawk, Rhino, out of the left, out of the Democrats? What about the income inequality in professional sports? I, I don't think we ever will. All we hear is them blasting private sector corporations. And most recently, of course, it's Gavin Newsom in California and President Biden, both of whom are just castigating uh, and lambasting those dirty, greedy oil companies because of the price of, of gas at the pump, showing that they have zero idea how all that works, and also showing that they have no interest in addressing that issue by taking the reins off and getting their f off the industry and getting their foot off the the necks of those companies that uh, explore and produce oil and gas for society so that we can increase supply and drive the price down. There's just no interest in that because they worship, of course, their two idols, which are climate change and racism. Uh, but, you know, this whole um, contagion, I'll say, of gender ideology is coming up, and it's coming up fast. We got, uh, speaking of the banking symposium we're here for, Related to that today, lots of earnings reports from the banking industry. J.P. Morgan, their profit fall, but they beat estimates. Morgan Stanley misses. A lot of these banks are saying that they're having to increase their loan loss reserves. They're expecting that uh, companies and consumers who, uh, who owe them money in the form of commercial debt, uh, commercial banking debt, they're concerned about defaults because of uh, economic conditions, and so they're having to plow more back uh, into their loan loss reserves, and that is an expense on their income statement, so that's hurting their profit. Uh, of course, their margins are up because the interest rates are up, but uh, they're concerned about the future of, of a loan volume and just revenue from loans. They're, they're able to make more money on fixed income securities, and that's fine, but Overall, it's just kind of a bleak picture for the U.S. banking industry, and I think that is a bit of a harbinger for the future of the overall uh, economy. Uh, Diamond, uh, Jamie Diamond of J.P. Morgan said the bank remains, quote, prepared for bad outcomes. Prepared for bad outcomes so it can continue to operate even in the most um, challenging times in so anyhow, this is, uh, this is big news, big news for the markets this morning, but more importantly, big news for the economy. And, folks, this does directly affect your pocketbooks as well because if that sector is, is struggling, then and that sort of bleeds into all the other sectors as well. But we got a president who simply does not take stock in it or, or understand it and is willing to do anything. We're going to take a break right here. We're at the... Banking Symposium, the Ole Miss Banking Symposium. We've got Senator Nicole Akins-Boyd coming on next. Stay with us. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, sunny conditions and a beautiful day on tap, high near 83. Tonight, clear skies, low around 57. Your Saturday, sunny conditions, high near 87. Saturday evening, partly cloudy, low around 61. And Sunday, partly sunny conditions, a slight chance of rain, high near 82. This weather brought to you by our friends at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile since 1871. For all your deer camp needs, stop by today. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. 
Hello, Mississippi. This is Dr. Gary Jones, CEO of Vantage Health Plan. Back in 1994, I started Vantage with a group of local doctors who believe that patient health, your health, is our top priority. That's why Vantage makes it easy for you to get the care you need with quality, affordable health insurance that puts you first. I know it's not what you usually expect from a health plan, but now you can. Visit VantageHealthPlan.com for more information. Vantage Health Plan, the freedom to live a healthy life. Hey, y'all, this is Katie Reese with Four Corner Properties of Central Mississippi. I know the market has been crazy lately, which is why you need an experienced and aggressive agent by your side to navigate the process of buying or selling a home. I am well experienced with everything from first-time home buyers to VA loans, and I service the entire state of Mississippi. So call me today for your free market analysis. You can contact me anytime at 601-624-3030 or call the office at 601-952-2828 and ask for your favorite residential agent. I'm excited to work for you. It's time to fuel up during the Ag Up Equipment 75-year celebration. Save up to $3,250 on a new John Deere 5E tractor. Plus, you'll receive a $75 fuel card. Listen up, that isn't all. How about 0% financing for 72 months? Come celebrate with us at any of our 16 locations or visit us at agup.com. Offer ends 1031-2022. Fuel cards available while supplies last. Some exclusions apply. See dealer for details. If you're about to start a project or remodel with wood, you need to think Miller Lumber in Richland. Since 1953, we've built a solid reputation of supplying quality wood at a lower price, like Western Red Cedar and Cypress Lumber, as well as a wide variety of patterns in pine, cedar, and cypress. Shop Miller Lumber for the best price new pine flooring and treated lumber in town. Miller Lumber, 551 Old Highway 49 South in Richland. Visit MillerLumberSales.com, 601-936-7099. At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick GMC or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do. Tune in to Good Things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m., right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Check it out. Let's do this. The talk that keeps Mississippi talking. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Let's get on with it. On Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone, to Midday Super Talk Mississippi. We are at the Ole Miss School of Business Banking Symposium at the Oxford Conference Center. And joining us now on the Element Wealth set here in the studios is Senator Nicole Akins-Boyd. She's a senator that represents District 9 that includes Lafayette and Panola counties. She serves as the vice chair of the Senate Universities and Colleges Committee. Senator, good to see you. Good to see you. 
Glad to have you in Oxford. Absolutely. Beautiful day up here. Looks like we got great attendance for the banking symposium. And uh, honestly, I was just saying in the last segment, uh, I can't think of uh, a more relevant time to be discussing this particular subject matter, what's going on in banking and finance and, and just the overall economy. I was just talking this morning uh, earlier about uh, major three big major banks, I think four actually, released their earnings this morning. And one of the things that caught the attention of investors is that they're plowing more money back into loan loss reserves, which, of course, is, is a period expense. And that's because they anticipate perhaps more loan losses and defaults. Well, I'm in a small community bank. Okay. It is definitely something that I'm in the loan committee. Yeah. And so it is definitely something that we are all paying close attention to. Paying, I mean, and we always pay very close attention to the loans we do. But I will say this, it is something that we take even more precaution with right now. Well, I was going to ask you, are you being more careful in the loan committee? Well, and we're really, we're pretty careful anyway. Okay. So, um, but, I mean, you analyze it that much you know, sure. More thoroughly, and yeah. um, you really look at you know you really look at the nitty gritty in this. But in a small community bank, you have to be you know careful about the loans you do, and um, but it gives you an opportunity really to know your community, um, and so you really have an innate sense of you know people that are getting your loans and what they're getting the loans for, and you know how successful those will probably be in those areas. Interesting. I'm I'm glad to know that. So um, while we're here at the the, the banking symposium, what about the uh, just the flow of activity um, we're seeing um, we're seeing less people um, you know kind of um, really reach out to look and really less people doing this and so um, and that can be good and bad it maybe it's people that are being more careful yeah being more um, observant and um, I think that's good so we haven't seen the quality of the loans decrease right now um, we're seeing people that um, really have strong business plans and strong things so I think maybe the good thing is it's making us all pay really close attention and really make sure before we step out that we have smart business plans Sure, sure. So, uh, yeah, so that's what I kind of see from the local level. I got you. And I, I'm assuming then the underwriters are probably being a little little more careful and uh, maybe a, a little more thoughtful in their analysis of uh, underlying assets to Absolutely. collateralize and perfect those loans as well. Yes, so looking at that collateralization is a huge portion yeah. of um, really making sure those are good, solid collateral pieces. And so um, it's made all of us, you know, really just – um, pay closer attention, but yeah. I will say I think actually the quality of loans actually might be a little even better. Okay, so awesome. yeah. Well, good. Well, that that's that's a bit of a, a bright spot, I think. Uh, you know, overall across the country. I'm not sure if that's the same experience in, in the banking industry. I'm not sure, but, I, you know, our small community banks here, we do have, we have so many here in Mississippi, mm -hmm. and we do have a little bit different situation because we, we, this is the people that we live with every day, you know, in our communities. Yeah, it's and critical. It is critical. And so we really have the opportunity to, in our service area of those banks, to really know what's going on and really know the needs yeah. of the community. So. Yeah. Absolutely. So from a legislative perspective, uh, Senator, uh, serving on the board of a bank, like being on the, uh, the loan committee in particular like that, what do we need to do legislatively, if anything, 
uh, to, to help and support this industry? Well, right now, I think we've got the, the right now we have the, really the laws in place um, that we are really be able to do a good job. And what we don't need to see is like massive changes and um, really come in. It's one of those things where it's an opportunity for us to really, um, I think we've got what we need in place. Yeah. And we just need to let these banks grow and flourish right now. Well, and, and you know as well as I do, serving on the loan committee in particular and being involved with the bank, it's, it's faith, confidence, and certainty is what they need. And, and when they don't have that, you tend to kind of hunker down and you're less willing to take any risk because you just don't know what's on the, on the horizon. Well, in the state level, I think leave it alone. Um, I'm a little concerned what I see coming from the feds. Um, it's a lot of overregulation. Yeah. And um, I, so um, I'm really, we're kind of, um, we're watching what's going on um, in Congress um, very, very closely because we want to make sure, and with this administration, um, because we see where there could be a lot of overregulation. I'm really concerned, and we all are paying very close attention to what happens in the federal level. And we've got some radicals in Congress that would even uh, like to see nationalization of the banks, frankly. Absolutely. And I can't tell you what a critical mistake that would be um, for the state of Mississippi. Um, and, the country. <laughs> and for the country, yes. But, I mean, particularly our small communities. Yeah. And so, you know, what works in um, Seattle is not uh, is very different than what works sure. here. And so we've got to really oppose this nationalization um, effort that is kind of being promoted by some people. I agree. All right, so we got excuse me a legislative session coming up here pretty soon. What's on the horizon there? What do you see? Um, I think we're going to be super busy again. <laughs> I do too. Um, I think we're um, really looking at it. I'm really working on a lot of the stuff that has to do with the um, post Dobbs case. Yep. Working in that committee, um, really looking to see how that we can promote um, maternal infant. Um, welfare mm -hmm. and um, just the general health of mothers and children and then also looking one of the things we have hearings coming up in two weeks that we're really going to be talking about a lot mm. is um, how we make sure that um, the workforce um, we are promoting um, women in the workforce but what we really need to look at is childcare issues um, it's a problem for everybody no matter what your socioeconomic level is and we want to make sure that we are really kind of examining is there is there a role for the state in that what is that role if there is a role and then also making sure that women are having the opportunity there's a number of programs that are already being done um, some of them are not being taken advantage of Mm. By, and we want to know why. Yeah. And so what can we do to increase the number of women that are participating in that? Because we know women are working in the workforce. Um, our single mothers, their labor force participation rate is at, is at 75%. Mm. And, you know, the general state's only at Yeah, that's, high, that's yeah. much higher. It's yeah. much higher. They're in lower wage jobs. And so we want to know how can we use some of these things that are already, you know, being expended to make sure that we are helping them um, get in higher wage jobs. And... Um, but you talk to all of my industry um, in this area, um, particularly in Pinola County. And when I go into an industry, the number one thing that they say that is an issue for them is child care for the really? workers. Yeah. And so can't work if they can't figure out exactly. a way to take care of their children during the day. Yeah. And so and so these women are working. Um, one of my plants, um, at the GE plant over there, mm -hmm. um, they had the largest group of women in the country percentage of workers is women hmm, in the country so he said you know 
we need y'all to look at these child care issues yeah. because this really is affecting us economically um, when the mothers have to you know stay home or if they can't get the you know that extra child care and so they said we need y'all to look at that if we're going to grow the state's economy that's got to be a piece of it yeah anything else you see that might uh, take the center stage in the upcoming session i know uh, i received lots of texts from from listeners and members of our audience that would like to see the state address this uh, ballot initiative process again the citizen initiated ballot Look, uh, measure I'm, a, process. I'm a big proponent of that. I feel like citizens need the opportunity to be able to petition and get things on the ballot. So I'm very hopeful that that will come back up this session and that we'll get that passed. Um, I think citizens deserve the right yeah. to be able to do that. I'm going to continue really pushing and making sure that we've got some sunshine okay. in our state meetings. <laughs> I want to see, um, you know, if you have a statewide meeting, I mean, if you have a, a board or a commission from the state, they ought to be able to put that on the uh, you need to I agree I mean it needs to be public we got too dang many to start with it seems like I'm going to completely agree with you okay. on that. I Good. would love to see some eventual reform. In, Too many. Oh, it's ridiculous. And I would love to see some reform in that um, down the road. Um, and I think it would help the public to agree with us if they could actually see the meetings. I totally agree. But, you know, being up here in Oxford, we're two and a half hours away from Jackson. Yeah. And it should not require my people up here to have to That's a good point. Um, go to Jackson to go see a border commission. Yeah. So I really, we're going to be pushing that hard again to get some um, well and as you know a lot of the members of those boards and commissions are making decisions about their potential competitors which yes. is an issue as well oh absolutely and i think the more transparency the more light i think we will change those things good but let's so let's keep these meetings open so that people can see them from everywhere good good to hear your position on that senator appreciate that and and uh Let's get that done in the next session. Let's work on that. We're good. We passed it in the Senate, so we're hoping our House counterparts will take it up. Let's do it. Yeah. Appreciate it. Senator Nicole Akins-Boyd uh, represents Lafayette and Panola Counties, has been our guest here Excuse me, on middays. We're at the Ole Miss Banking Symposium, the Ole Miss School of Business Banking Symposium. We're coming right back in the Element Well Studios from the Oxford Conference Center. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service is your central Mississippi boating headquarters. RJ's offers top-of-the-line brands like Skeeter, War Eagle, G3, Express, and Bennington Pontoon Boats, all powered by Yamaha Outboards. RJ's Outboard, 1208 Old Fannin Road in Brandon, the dealership that's service-built. Nicely done, Beef. When football fans everywhere cheer for their team, they're cheering for you, too, because your savory snacks fuel the gridiron battle. With your tasty sliders, hearty chilies, and drool-worthy steaks, every option is an MVP. Most valuable protein. So gather around the TV and get cooking at beefitswhatsfordinner.com. Funded by Beef Farmers and Ranchers. Garden Mama here. Lakeland Yard and Garden Center has what you're looking for in its full-service nursery and garden center, greenhouse, and garden shop. Meet the professional staff at Lakeland, always ready to help you with trees and shrubs and patio furnishings, tables and cushions for entertaining, as well as pumpkins and pansies, plus soils, mulches, and amendments for your landscape and container plants. Lakeland has seeds and plants for your fall vegetable garden, too. Listen to your mama now. We're growing your way at Lakeland Yard and Garden Center. Lakeland 
Oakland Drive and Airport Road. Spillway Diner, known for its great breakfast and lunch, is now open till 8 p.m., featuring a new special each night. Monday, enjoy all-you-can-eat breakfast. Tuesday, half-price blue plates. Wednesday, it's dollar wing night with 14 flavors to choose from. Thursday, all-you-can-eat fish fillets. And on Friday and Saturday, enjoy a juicy sirloin, ribeye, or fillet served with baked potato, roll, or Texas toast, and a drink. Spillway Diner's all-you-can-eat special feature menu is dine-in only. No sharing. Find them on Facebook for more on the new menu, hours, and location. Magnolia Health is made for Mississippi. A statewide network of specialists and primary care physicians at more than 17,000 locations, community outreach programs, and quality jobs for nearly 400 Mississippians. Our commitment to building healthier communities in Mississippi has never been stronger. Learn more at magnoliahealthplan.com benefits. Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at MajesticMetalsINC.com. It's a sale over four decades in the making. Miss Skelly's 44th anniversary sale. Get up to $500 off our everyday low prices. Plus, take 60 months to pay with no down payment. Furniture trends have changed a lot since 1978, but Miss Skelly's never goes out of style. Stay on trend and on budget with this amazing anniversary offer. Up to $500 off plus 60 months to pay with no down payment at all Miss Skelly's locations. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. In addition to making fentanyl test strips legal in the upcoming session, House Drug Policy Chairman Lee Yancey wants to take a look at CBD products. Is it regulated? Is it safe? Are, are the consumers getting what they think they're getting? Uh, we've had we've heard stories of the Bureau of Narcotics going out and buying from different CBD stores and having it tested, and it turns out it's just olive oil in some cases. And so you have people <laughs> swindling the public. Delta-8 is another concern. Yet it has a certain amount of THC in it, but it's supposed to be derived from hemp. The question is, is this Delta-8 the same as regular marijuana with the THC in it? And so it's kind of a gray area. And a lot of people who, who smoke marijuana say that Delta-8 is almost as good. And it's right out there where anyone can go in and get it. I'm Kelly Bennett. MTV is celebrating 40 years, and Grammy Museum Mississippi invites you to explore the history of this iconic exhibit. Take a trip back to the beginning with artifacts and interviews with four remaining MTV VJs. Enjoy memorabilia from Michael Jackson to Bon Jovi with historical moments in MTV programming along with interactives and more. To learn more about the MTV Turns 40, I Still Want My MTV exhibit and other monthly programs and events, visit GrammyMuseumMS.org. Are you thinking about retirement or are you recently retired? Do you have a plan or do you have a drawer full of statements? If your answer is the latter, then you're not retirement planning, you're retirement hoping. Risks and inflation are rising and planning is critical now. At Element Wealth, our exclusive 360 process can create a strategy to help protect what you've worked so hard to build while still providing growth. To start the conversation, visit myelementwealth.com or call 601-957-6006, 601-957-6006. When it comes to the outdoors, we are one. We live in one of the best places in America to enjoy the great outdoors. So let's talk about it. 
Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews. Mondays starting at noon here on Super Talk Mississippi. Presented by the Foundation Protecting Our Outdoors Heritage. Listen or watch the show anywhere you get Super Talk Mississippi. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Welcome, welcome to our show. On Super Talk Mississippi. Okay, now you have a good one. You shake my nerves and you rattle my brain. You must love as a man insane. You broke my wind, but what a thrill. Welcome back, everyone. Midday Super Talk Mississippi. We are live in the Element Well Studios at the Oxford Convention, excuse me, the Conference Center. The Conference Center. I often conflate those. It is the Oxford Conference Center. We're here for the Ole Miss School of Banking, excuse me, the School of Business Banking Symposium. I have a little trouble this morning. I uh, had a, a great event at the House last night for the Mississippi House Leadership Fund and uh, had a, had a fantastic turnout, raised some money to keep good conservative leaders in our legislature, and uh, got off to an early start this morning, so trying to get the brain functioning at 100% at this point. But I do know that Joe Biden talking about inflation standing at 2% is complete fallacy. I do know that, and that's what I think is uh, something that got my attention certainly yesterday, and it should get all Americans' attention because... Let's be honest, until you acknowledge and until uh, you are willing to accept that problems exist, you're not going to do anything to address those problems. So at this point, I think Joe Biden's out there trying to tell the Americans, the American people, that inflation's really not a thing. And look at the price of gas going down and all, all sorts of other uh, just nonsensical and, and frankly, flat-out flat false rhetoric. I mean, he's just lying about it, honestly. And in fact, Rhino, the, check out the New York Post cover today. The New York Post cover, uh, and of course the Post is known for its uh, rather um, kind of uh, sparkly kind of covers, uh, shall we say, sensationalized is the word I'm looking for, uh, covers. And so today it's uh, lies and damn lies. <laughs> And they're talking about, and it's got a big picture of Biden because he's just lying about this whole inflationary thing. And he just refuses to, I think, acknowledge the truth. Yes, says uh, the cover today says lies, damn lies, and Joe Biden, president again, dismisses brutal inflation despite a 40-year high. He goes to the American people and acts like it's not a big deal whatsoever. So... I don't know. Uh, I just don't see them really coming on board and, and getting behind this idea that this inflation thing is crushing American households, and we've got to do something about it. We've learned recently that uh, members of the Biden administration and the West Wing were actually working behind the scenes with the Saudis to persuade them to wait until after the midterms to cut production. Is that like saying, well, it's okay if you cut production and, and you cause pain for the American people, as long as it comes after the midterms and it gives us a better chance of uh, winning seats and prevailing in the midterms. Uh, that, that seems to me like an abdication 
of duty of, uh, of what one took an oath to. You're not really working on behalf of the American people. Uh, it's, it's okay after the midterms, but not before. I mean, just think about the absurdity of that. If it doesn't just prove that everything is about power and political gain and political leverage, and that's what they're trying to do here. So my hat's off to the New York Post. Lies, damn lies, and Joe Biden is <laughs> it's just excellent. It's so true, though, uh, because I, I think they're calling the guy out when he's, when he's talking in this stupid math. Fuzzy math, was it, wasn't that the term used by uh, the elder Bush when he was a candidate? Fuzzy math. Don't forget this guy's about to turn 80 as well. And also don't forget <laughs> Barack Obama, who uh, famously said, don't underestimate Joe's ability to F things up. Uh, that's what Barack said about Biden when he was his vice president, I believe. Anyhow, this is, um, this is a problem. You know, and speaking of lies, we could go through a litany, could we not, Rhino, of the lies of this guy through the years. The most recent one, folks, if you haven't heard it, is a speech he delivered a couple of days ago where he maintained that his son... Bo, who did in fact pass away tragically from brain cancer, he did so in Walter Reed Hospital. And Joe the other day said he died in battle in Iraq. He, it is true. He did serve in the military and was deployed to Iraq, but he didn't, he didn't die due to combat in Iraq. But that's kind of what he, he tried to convey uh, in really a, a, a farcical in in uh, dishonest way, it, it's just not true. I mean, of course, he also said he hit a double off the wall in the congressional baseball game. He said he drove an 18-wheeler. He said he was raised by Puerto Ricans. He, as Rhino pointed out, he plagiarized while he was in law school. There's a pretty long list, is there not, Rhino? What am I missing there? Well, there's all the stories about him when he was lifeguarding involving corn oh, pop yeah. and the kids playing with his leg hair. <laughs> I'm not really sure if those are lies or just he's really that creepy. Why, why is he able to do that with impunity? I mean, uh, the, it's obviously a rhetorical question, but it's because we have a mainstream media that's that's really a, a sounding board and uh, just out there stumping for the Democrats. And they'll say whatever's necessary to protect Joe Biden and, and Democrat candidates. It's just unbelievable. The guy misfires on a daily basis, but more importantly, he lies. And but all we heard when Trump was president was every time he moves his mouth, right, moves his lips, he's lying. But nothing could be further from the truth. If there's if there's a, a president who's made a habit become an, an habitual liar, it's Joe Biden. Every single day. Seems like there's something else and then it's the press secretary, the chief propagandist, Corinne Jean Pierre, has to go out and try to clean it up and she just ends up uh, she ends up just spinning it and talking nonsense uh, about whatever Joe said as well. It's just really kind of disturbing. Uh, Keith Invaden says, Gerard, do you think he's lying or just saying what someone else tells him to say? Uh, it's a good question, Keith. That's on the ceasefire text line. I'm honestly not sure. I, I think he gets off the script 
when he starts to lie. And I'm not sure they're telling him to, hey, go out there and lie about how your son passed away because that's that kind of boosts your your political fortunes and and uh, in in a crowd in a partisan crowd. I don't know. I don't think so. Gary Meridian says, admit it, the mainstream media is equally as creepy as slimy as number 46, the president, the 46th president. I agree, uh, Gary, they, they are, and it's despicable because they're discrediting journalism, in my view. Uh, just Andy look at Johnson how they attacked said, the, the reporter from NBC that just happened to reveal the inconvenient truth that John Fetterman can't conduct an interview without reading closed captioning. That's absolutely true, and and speaking of that, that should disturb every American. We have a candidate for the United States Senate that absolutely cannot conduct an interview. Rhino showed me a, a video yesterday of an interview, a recent interview with him. I can't remember the network of the journalist, Rhino, but he's got a computer. Okay, let me see. He's got a computer in front of him, and the reporter's asking him questions. And rather than uh, proceeding to answer and respond to the question, you can see his eyes cut over to his computer. You can see the laptop. It's open there on the desk during the interview. And his eyes cut over that because the, the computer is translating the questions into language that he can understand. And then it shares with him, it displays for him the answers to give. And there was one of those questions, Rhino, she asked multiple times. He wouldn't respond to it. I think it was about debating, right? Right. Well, she, yeah, she was asking him, are you going to debate? And he couldn't. she couldn't get a yes or no. And he kept looking at the screen, looking at the screen, looking at the screen, finally the screen. Whomever's controlling that said, yeah, you need to go ahead and say you're willing to do a debate. I mean, it's incredible. And before uh, that and came out, before she revealed to the world that he can't actually conduct an interview like a normal person, it was all, no, there's no problem. He doesn't have a problem. There, no problem exists. You're, that's all in your imagination. And then a journalist actually has the, the temerity to tell the truth, and now it's all it's flipped. Now you have to defend him. Now it's the same as a prosthetic leg or a wheelchair or glasses. <laughs> and, if, and if you're critical, well, you're what, an ableist? Yeah. I think it's what they're <laughs> So should we not? As, as voters, as citizens, as taxpayers, should we not demand and, ex and expect full faculties, full mental acuity, full competence from our candidates? Is, I mean, is that a problem? I, I don't get it. If, if we're going to uh, say that, uh, declare that that's fine, that that's okay, that that's acceptable, you know, in this effort to try to achieve some sort of misguided, misplaced equity, well, does that mean you just, again, do a sports analogy there? Should we just allow five-foot-one centers in the NBA that can't move? I mean, where does it end? This, again, is this march to mediocrity, and now this march to mediocrity madness is invading our political realm in the U.S. Senate in this case. This is, this is, this is total madness, to be honest with you, and it's just... All about the left trying to maintain or trying to flip a seat, actually, with this nutcase Fetterman. Anyhow, we're uh, at the Oxford Conference Center for the Ole Miss School of Business Banking Symposium. We're going to take a break right here. When we return, George Gammon, Jackson Market City President for the City 
as the Citizens Bank is going to join us here in the Element Well Studios at the Oxford Conference Center. Hey, this is Will with Service Specialist. Are you looking for new employees, spending hours searching recruitment sites? For over 50 years, Service Specialist has been connecting hard-to-find qualified candidates for employers. We have candidates for all your administrative, professional, manufacturing, and industrial needs. Check us out online at servicespecialistltd.com. That's servicespecialistltd.com. Service Specialist, your expert recruiters helping employers and job candidates connect since 1967 with offices in Ridgeland, Canton, and Oxford. Do you suffer from allergies, sinus or respiratory problems, or just want to improve the quality of air you breathe in your home or business? Pure Air Consultants can help. As your indoor environmental specialist, we clean air ducts, install UV lights, and service all makes and models of heating and cooling systems. We offer the most dependable Energy Star qualified systems in the industry. Call Pure Air Consultants today, 601-939-7420. A proud provider of Ream Home AC Systems. <laughs> Are you feeling it? <sighs> The new degree of comfort. Hello, my name is John Merrill, the owner of Amada Senior Care. We're your local trust advisor for senior home care. We provide experienced caregivers for your loved ones so they can remain in their home. Just like you would care for your loved ones, our employees provide assistance with their personal care needs. As your trusted senior advisor, I can help your family navigate the long-term care insurance process. Just call me, John Merrill with Amada Senior Care, for your free in-home consultation, 601 864-3752. Research shows moving is one of life's most stressful events, but thanks to Two Men in a Truck Ridgeland, it doesn't have to be. We have everything you need, a professional team who will customize your move, a schedule to fit your convenience Monday through Saturday, and all of the necessary moving supplies, including free padding and stretch wrap to protect your belongings. Don't stress, let Two Men in a Truck handle your home or business moving needs. Visit twomenandatruck.com for a free, no-obligation estimate. This is the opening agri-market report. The open of the New York Cotton Exchange, December cotton was down 109 to 83.70. March cotton was down 114 to 82.35. The open of the Chicago Board of Trade, November soybeans were up one and a half to 13.97 and a quarter per bushel. January soybeans were up a penny to 14.06 and a half per bushel. December corn was down three and a half to 6.94 and a quarter per bushel. March corn was down four cents to 7.01 per bushel. At the Mercantile, December live cattle was down 77 to 147.15. February live cattle was down 70 to 151.02. November feeders down 145 to 174.65. January feeders down 137 to 174.92. At the open, the Dow Jones down 173 points, 29,865. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Talk Mississippi Agri-News Network. In the South, farmland isn't one-size-fits-all. That's why Delta Pine cotton varieties are bred and tested locally to improve yield potential in your neck of the woods. Featuring advanced weed and insect control to protect your cotton all season long and excellent yield potential for more pounds per acre. It's no wonder Delta Pine cotton consistently performs year after year. Find the cotton varieties to improve performance on your operation at deltapine.com. 
Read and follow pesticide label directions, grain marketing, and other stewardship practices. How would you like to be a step ahead of your competition? I'm talking about the cotton pests that eat at your bottom line. Like key tarnish plant bug and thrip species. With Thrive On technology, you can. It's the industry's first cotton biotech trait to offer built-in protection against these insects. Talk to your local bear rep or dealer about this breakthrough technology or learn more at thriveon.com. Contact your local sales representative to learn about the availability of Thrive On technology. Read and follow pesticide label directions, IREM grain marketing, and other stewardship practices. Be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State. Every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Properly set all controls before recording. All systems go. The talk that keeps Mississippi talking. Middays with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone. Midday, Super Talk Mississippi coming at you live from the Element Well Studios. Repositioned today at the Oxford Conference Center for the Ole Miss School of Business Banking Symposium. Rhino, I forgot to ask you, what the heck day is this, by the way? It's Friday, y'all. Awesome, awesome. That is great. Joining us now, George Gammon, Jackson Market City President for the Cit Citizens Bank. George, thanks for coming on. Thanks, George. Great to see you again, my friend. Before we start talking banking, I was going to tell you the last time I did a radio remote, I was seven years old at my grandfather's Western Auto Store downtown Vicksburg. Awesome. So it's been uh, 50 years <laughs> since I've been in the booth. So glad to be back. Glad to be with you. That is fantastic. <laughs> well, it looks like we got a great event going on here today. Uh, I got here, uh, arrived just as a break was happening here in the lobby of the conference center and looks like great attendance it's i think he said we have a 30 percent increase over last year awesome. so uh rooms full and good speakers a great event so as a banker what do you expect to learn? What do you get out of an event like this? Well, the networking once a year, sure. getting getting with the top bankers here in the state of Mississippi is always a great opportunity that uh, doesn't come around often. So it's good to, to meet, see what's going on in the industry. We've got three speakers on the national level. One just uh, listened to talking about community banks and the importance going forward, especially competing with credit unions and others. And uh, some economists are going to speak here in a little bit. So just getting a macro. Yeah. Uh, view of things as well as the networking. Well, community banks in particular in the state of Mississippi are really vital to the Mississippi economy. Absolutely. Um, as the banking industry consolidates, you've got the larger banks moving in and, and gobbling up, so to speak, some of these smaller banks, but it's crucial that you have that local decision making, in, especially in these smaller markets around the state. I mean, we're relatively a uh, small state with one urban, major urban area, and community banks play a, a integral part of our system of finance here. Yeah, no doubt about it. What about the uh, loan deal flow? What's that looking like these days? We just had Senator Boyd on talking about it. She's on the loan committee at a bank. Yeah, uh, well, you know, everybody, the talk of the day is interest rates, and yeah. they're, they're on the upward swing right now. You're probably looking at another 75 basis point hike by the Fed uh, first of November, so that's 
pricing some of these younger folks out of the market, uh, especially on the mortgage side, are making it tougher to afford that first home, which that's a concern. At the same time, my first mortgage was in the 6% range, you know, 40 years ago, and it's not a bad rate. We've just gone from 100-year lows to maybe 30-year lows, but for each incremental increase in prime lending rate, that's affecting credit cards, your small business owners that have floating debt, lines of credit, things of that nature, as well as your fixed rate loans on new projects, new investment in buildings, equipment, things of that nature. So it will take its toll. It already has, but I think you and know, I talked about earlier, the consumer confidence level is still very high, and that may add more fuel to the fire for the Fed to keep raising rates here. Yeah, it's crazy because you look at how the market reacts, which maybe is not the perfect barometer, the perfect measurement, but the, the future started out uh, in the green, and of course yesterday was a, a huge day, and there's lots of different explanations for that. Future started out in the green. Uh, the, some major banks released their earnings reports, mm -hmm. and they and they stayed, you know, above water. And then all of a sudden, the consumer sentiment data came out, and and the, and the markets plunged on that. That's actually good news. The consumers still feel good about spending money, but uh, what they read into that is that, okay, that means the, the Fed's going to continue their, their hawkish policy and, and raise rates because if consumers still want to spend money, that means we're likely to have a continuation of inflation. And so you got all these factors. It's got to be tougher times, at least today, for your industry, is it not, with all these dynamics? Well, you know, we the, the difference, I mean, we're technically in a recession right now. We have two quarters of economic decline, yet the job market has not experienced the, the losses like you would normally see in a recession. I mean, in fact, it's just the opposite. There's not enough people to fill some of these jobs. So in that perspective, it hasn't been a full-blown recession like previous recessions, but it's, it's just a matter of time to you that down effect with these higher rates. You know, the past dues, the loan losses that normally come with that uh, haven't, haven't really seen a, a spike in that yet, but that could come into next year. And how prolonged, uh, you know, an economic downturn may be, you know, to be determined. So, yeah. and, and you know, the big question is after November. I mean, do we have another rate hike come up before the end of the year or early next year? And how long does it continue before we start to see that that peak reached and and start to come back down? Yeah, and 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 uh, among the news this morning uh, from these big banks was that they're all increasing their loan loss reserves, anticipating maybe tougher times ahead. Well, that's uh, that's a concern thing that banks do in this type of environment. Of course, we've got banking regulators that play a part of that with their annual examinations, so that'll trickle in over the next 12 months, and uh, yeah, I, I think that's probably the consensus. Got it. George, appreciate you coming on. Good to see you. It's great to see you too, my friend. George Gammons, Jackson Market City President for the Citizens Bank. We are at the Oxford Conference Center for the Old Miss School of Business Banking Symposium, the Element Well Studios. We're taking a break right here. We're coming right back. Stay with us. Listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros, 601 345 8090. 
News. I'm Chris Foster. Former President Trump, in a letter to the House Committee investigating the Capitol riot, again demands that it instead investigate his voter fraud claims. He does not say whether he will provide testimony or documents demanded in a subpoena from that committee. Former President Trump lashed out at members and continued to claim the 2020 election was stolen. Trump called the committee highly partisan political hacks and thugs whose sole function is to destroy the lives of many hardworking American patriots. Fox's Ryan Schmelz. There's a Senate debate tonight in Georgia. A few weeks ago, Georgia Republican Senate candidate Herschel Walker joked about the debate that he's not that smart, that Democratic Senator Raphael Warnock might embarrass him. Since then, a woman told the Daily Beast that Walker paid her to have an abortion years ago, an allegation Walker denies. The other debate tonight is between Wisconsin's Democratic Governor Tony Evers and Republican Tim Michaels. Fox Jessica Rosenthal, there are several debates next week. America's listening to Fox News. Spillway Diner, known for its great breakfast and lunch, is now open till 8 p.m., featuring a new special each night, Monday. Enjoy all-you-can-eat breakfast. Tuesday, half-price blue plates. Wednesday, it's dollar wing night with 14 flavors to choose from. Thursday, all-you-can-eat fish fillets. And on Friday and Saturday, enjoy a juicy sirloin, ribeye, or fillet served with baked potato, roll, or Texas toast, and a drink. Spillway Diner's all-you-can-eat special feature menu is dine-in only. No sharing. Find them on Facebook for more on the new menu, hours, and location. Are the trees and shrubs running your yard instead of you? Let the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros take out your problem limb by limb. Baroni's Tree Pros is your complete tree, shrub, and stump removal service. No job is too big for the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. And with our superior cleanup, you can't go wrong. Baroni's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090. 601-345-8090. That's 601-345-8090. Or online at baroniestreepros.com. That's baroniestreepros.com. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The family of a 15-year-old shot and killed by Gulfport Police October 6th has hired a prominent civil rights attorney. Benjamin Crump has represented the families of Trayvon Martin, George Floyd, and others. Police maintain Jaheim McMillan was armed and didn't comply with orders to drop his weapon outside the family dollar store. He allegedly turned toward police with the weapon. That's when he was shot. McMillan's family have claimed he was unarmed. They've been holding peaceful protests outside the police department. Friends and family are still mourning the loss of Greenville Police Detective Myesha Stewart, who was killed in a shootout Tuesday night. There will be additional law enforcement present in the city this weekend for the Delta Hot Tamale Festival and homecoming festivities, though the mayor stressed there are no active threats. I'm Kelly Bennett. From Kansas to Ohio, that's where you'll find Pivot Bio. From the Mississippi Delta and the Chesapeake, Nebraska and the hills of Tennessee. Proving on thousands of fields across this great land. When you work the ground till the sun goes down, Pivot Bio's got a plan. Greener plants and a healthy land use our predictable nitrogen. Wherever farmers grow, yeah, that's where we go. A ProBox has enough seed to plant 125 acres of corn. Now, if you wanted to put 40 pounds of nitrogen on those acres, you'd need 1,200 gallons of anhydrous or 1,700 gallons of UAN or 5 tons of urea. But what if that amount of nitrogen was already on your seed? Pivot Bio is now putting nitrogen on seed. The first company to ever apply nitrogen on seed. The nitrogen you need now on seed from Pivot Bio. Learn more at pivotbio.com. 
Gas prices are heading back up. The gallon of regular in Mississippi is $3.33 on average today. That's up from $3.20 just a week ago. South Carolina Congressman Jeff Duncan serves on the Energy and Commerce Committee. He told us he wants to bring the Department of Energy in to justify their existence. They were created in 1978-ish uh, by Jimmy Carter to end our dependence on foreign sources of energy. We're more dependent today than we ever have been, so they failed in their mission. He says Americans know President Biden's policies are to blame. They can try to shift the blame to Vladimir Putin, but when you cancel leases and you cancel future lease sales, you cancel production on American uh, soil, whether that's offshore or onshore, we know who's directly responsible, and it's the Democrats and uh, led by President Biden. The cheapest gas in Mississippi today is at the Valero in South Haven, where they're selling it for $2.79 a gallon. This is Jake Mangum, player for the New York Mets organization and former Mississippi State Bulldog. When you've got everything on the line, you need a team behind you that's dedicated to getting the job done. That's why I love Farm Bureau. Their great rates are supported by a wonderful customer service team that stands by me through thick and thin. It's time to join Farm Bureau. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance. Or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. Hey, it's Richard Cross from Sports Talk Mississippi. Every day, be sure to catch the college football fix driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealers. Speaking of Ford, greatness starts with the 2023 Ford F-150. Winning requires the right game plan, like the impressive towing and payload you will only find in the 2023 Ford F-150 truck. No wonder Ford F-Series are America's best-selling trucks 45 years straight. Visit your local Mississippi Ford dealer or buyfordnow.com for details. And don't miss the college football fix. This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to the Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson. And now, and now, the talk that keeps Mississippi talking. That's what I like to listen to. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Here on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone. Midday Super Talk Mississippi live in the Element Well Studios, located today at the Oxford Conference Center. That's for the Ole Miss School of Business Banking Symposium, hour two of the program. Joining us now, Charles White, Managing Director, Fixed Income Capital Markets at Steeple Financial Corp. Charles, good to see you again. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Hadn't seen you in a year. Hope you've been well. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Hope you have uh, as well, sir. So um, appreciate you coming on. I, I can't think of a more timely <laughs> situation, right, to have a banking symposium and discuss all things finance and economics than the turbulent times we're living in right now. Right, right. When we were planning this six months or so ago, we were trying to figure out what would be important about this time, and right now we've got a speaker in there who's, who's spending all of his time, almost 45 minutes, on just that, on inflation, the economy, and how the banks cope with it, and how the consumers coping with it. Yeah, so many dynamics 
dynamic, so many inputs, lots to process. Seems like, uh, honestly, Charles, that makes the role of managers and management at these financial institutions a little bit more difficult than it was a short year ago, certainly more so than the prior four or five years. Big time, big time. For the last, really, a decade where the, where the Fed and the other parts of the government have supported the economy and made money so easy, um, you know, a lot of people have had uh, a lot less difficult time. Banks are fairly um, efficient right now because rates have been so low, but this is a taxing time for management. No Absolutely. Doubt. Charles, how does Stiefel work with the typical commercial bank? Sure. We really have got, um, we're really more of a research and strategy-driven institution where what we try to do is have inside Stiefel what amounts to be a, a very, the equivalent of a very, very large bank treasury operation. So you can help them manage regulation, investment uh, uh, risk, interest rate risk, and anything else associated with the operation of the bank. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and really that plus the the market's movements and how to understand how they affect the banks is kind of our role. Yeah. And it changes every week, as you can imagine. In a rising interest rate environment and also an inflationary environment, do they alter the target customers? Do they change the products they're trying to sell to the extent they can from a regulatory? How does it just change what they're selling and who they sell to, if at all? You know, that doesn't really change that much. Um, regulation will force a product change if there's a risk in the economy and whatnot. For instance, banks are capped at uh, for certain commercial real estate loans. They have limits from the regulators, and they get more scrutiny if they go above and things of that nature. But the um, the structure, the products don't really change. The structure does. For instance, 30-year okay. uh, mortgages, right? I've got sure. three kids. They all have 3% mortgages. Yeah. <laughs> Never thought yeah. that would happen. Now the mortgage rates are 65 to Seven, uh, a lot more adjustable rate mortgages, which are in the four to four and a half percent range, are being done. So, you know that will change the nature of the products and the structure, but uh, but the basics don't really change. Okay, that's that's fair enough. What about the regulatory environment? It seems like we have a, a government here that's just bound and determined to, to uh, inject more regulations into all of uh, the industry sectors. Uh, the banking industry, of course, one of the most, if not the most regulated of, of all the industries uh, in our country, honestly. Uh, how, how much is that impacting the operations of these commercial banks? And I know it costs them a whole lot of money to mm -hmm. uh, maintain compliance. Have we seen an uptick and an increase in their costs and, and just their risks in just maintaining compliance since we've kind of had a, a change in government's approach? You know, the, the watershed event for that was a little over a decade ago, right? It was 2008, 2009, um, where, the, uh, where the expenses placed on the banks went up dramatically for compliance with a multitude of rules. Um, the initiation of the Consumer Finance Protection Bureau did the same thing. Um, lately, in the last couple of years, um, that hadn't really changed much. That okay. burden's been big, and it grew a bunch a decade ago. It hadn't changed much. If we see credit issues or credit problems, it'll ramp up again. But that's a very, very large expense of running a bank right now. And to a great extent, it's passed on to consumers. It is. It, uh, is. I mean, it, it has to be, or you can't maintain any sort of degree of cash flow and profitability. Correct. Got, all got armies of people 
yes. do they not that oversee all this? Yes, I mean that's that's the biggest expense, right? Is you've got to you got the number one hire the people, number two make sure they're certified and experts in their area because if if they make a mistake, right, it's going to come back on the bank, and the and the the clients want the banks to be well capitalized. Well, the way you're well capitalized is you um, have a, a a lot of earnings and a lot of retained earnings, right? That's a cushion against any problems. Um, so the banks have done a they've done a really pretty good job of managing that expense growth but you're right it comes at the expense of the service they give the clients i just don't think that uh, so sometimes you got a situation where we've got a protection uh, organization a protective organization it was certainly established as such that maybe it's actually costing us all more money at the end, not really protecting us and it's a bit of a concern uh, what about the in the investment world itself right now i mean it's it's been a a fairly we've seen a fairly robust market now for what 10 15 years with respect to availability of capital uh, from certainly from uh, private equity and and those who are able to uh, uh, make make loans uh, or invest in private companies that are, are able to do that outside the regulations of a typical com commercial bank mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Are we seeing a change in that given the uh, increase in interest rates? It changes their risk profiles. They've uh, got to be uh, change their selection of assets and their underwriting and so forth. Sure, sure. I mean, when you when you artificially held uh, uh, rates down like we've done really on and off for 14 years, I mean, of course, during the pandemic it, was, it reached its peak intensity, so to speak, um, that money becomes available. You know, there's a lot more leverage in the system, and, and so the assets that are purchased, by that leverage get inflated. Think about the housing market. Yeah. Go back to our 3% mortgages. Um, uh, the house prices that have taken place in the last two to three years could have not never gotten to these levels without the subsidy of those mortgages. Yeah. And now that's going away, so those house prices, number one, can't go up anymore or won't, or maybe in certain areas they do, but not many, and they're going to start to come back down. Yeah. The good news here is the housing market of today is not like the housing market of 2008, Agreed. so that's Agreed. not happening. But, but that's just a good example of how the value of the asset was artificially inflated by the availability and cost of money. Yeah, and I wonder how how um, those inputs may affect valuations. You got someone who's got a family business, for example, that's right. been building it up their entire lives, and now they're ready to exit, perhaps, and they go to the market looking to sell that asset. How's that affecting valuations when you got the cost of money so high, and that maybe affects private equity's uh, valuation of that that uh, asset when they come in and do a purchase? Right, right. If you'll notice, you read articles about private equity, their returns have been incredible the last three years. Yeah. Well, the main reason is money's been so cheap, right? And so the asset values uh, tend to be get uh, tend to be inflated by that. And so that's coming down now pretty good. The Probably the lingering good news is there was about, we were talking about this earlier, there's about two and a half trillion in excess cash in the economy versus okay. what it would be without all of that, okay. right? Not two and a half over two years ago, but over what it would be today. Okay. And it's going to take a little while to burn that off. Yeah. Um, and uh, that's one of the reasons why the consumer is, is uh, able to handle inflation like they are. Okay. Um, but but there'll come a time, right, where that gets burnt down and burnt off and that capital gets more expensive and that valuation's got to come down. Yeah, that makes total sense. But, you know, I, I talk about this, and it's interesting, your, your perspective on it, because that uh, fuels and funds 
our innovation in this country. That's right. where it comes from. Well, I mean, without that, there's no innovation. Uh, you got to have money to do it, and that means somebody's got to take risk. Yes. Because the folks that come up with these ideas generally don't have the money uh, to turn their ideas into reality, and that's where the investment community comes in. Right, right. And and that, you know, really the, the non-monetary way to enable that, right, is to make it easier for the entrepreneur uh, uh, to get into business, stay in business, which means regulation, right, uh, and to make it make him make him or her be in a position where they can keep more of yeah, what they earn. Sure. And so a, a normal interest rate environment coupled with a low tax and low regulation environment is is really kind of peak prosperity. Yeah. Free money and high taxes and high regulation, to quote Animal House, there's no way to go through life, right? <laughs> I like that. And, uh, and it feels like the United States is going to make its way back to that. Okay. Um, maybe I wasn't old enough in 1980 to, or 81 to appreciate it, but that's kind of when the U.S. started to work its way back. I was there. <laughs> yeah. Just graduated from college. <laughs> that's right. I mean, I didn't know anything <laughs> around me, but, uh, but it feels like we're making our way back there, but it's going to be kind of a difficult journey. I got you. You, you care to handicap uh, what the Fed's crystal ball looks like right now? <laughs> Looking at your crystal ball handicapping? Well, you know, 30 seconds. Uh, yep, uh, we'll do it real quick. Well, the Fed um, uses a guy named Nick Timoros at the Wall Street Journal to tell us what they want us to know, right? Yeah. And they've told us they're going to raise short-term rates by 75 basis points in uh, November. Their next meeting is mid-December. That one's going to be tough because there's going to there's be something spilled between here and there. Gotcha. And is it bad enough to slow them down or not? Not, I don't know. Man, I don't either, but we shall see. Charles White, Managing Director of Fixed Income Capital Markets at Steeple Financial Corp. Thanks for coming on, Charles. Yeah, Appreciate you got it. it. Enjoyed it. Good Mid to see you again. Middays. We'll be right back. We've got Gordon Fellows, President of Mississippi Bankers Association. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, sunny conditions and a beautiful day on tap, high near 83. Tonight, clear skies, low around 57. Your Saturday, sunny conditions, high near 87. Saturday evening, partly cloudy, low around 61. And Sunday, partly sunny conditions, a slight chance of rain, high near 82. This weather brought to you by our friends at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile since 1871. For all your deer camp needs, stop by today. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store. LS Tractor understands your passion for the land, and just like you, LS Tractor is committed to excellence and superior products. LS Tractor comes with a long list of standard features that are unmatched by other brands and backed with the LS commitment to provide exceptional customer service and satisfaction. You get a lot more for your money with the LS Tractor. Come to the Tractor Store in Richland to experience the LS difference. The Tractor Store in Richland. Pilium Corporation is a proud sponsor of Ole Miss Sports. Protect and grow your business with Pilium. By improving business practices with technology-driven solutions, Pilium solves problems and creates new opportunities for your company. Learn more at Pilium.com. Family. What does family mean to you? At Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, we value family. As a father-daughter team, Drs. Michael Carter and Katherine Carter-Sledge are committed to helping you achieve your most beautiful smile. Go to cartersledgedental.com to meet our team, take a virtual tour, and make an appointment. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry on Lake Harbor Drive in Ridgeland. Come be a part of our family. 
Hello, I'm Colonel Randy Ginn, Director of the Mississippi Highway Patrol. In 2021, MHP investigated 1,480 crashes involving commercial motor vehicles on Mississippi roadways. Many of those crashes could have been avoided. The MHP Motor Carrier Safety Division is partnering with big rig truckers to conduct safety checks across our state through the Troopers and Truckers Safety Initiative. The Department of Public Safety and the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration are working together with one common goal, to keep our highways safe for everyone. Thank you and drive safe. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. The wings, the chicken tenders and bites, fried or grilled, and the best specialty pizzas in the metro. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. 769-208-8283. Magnolia Health is made for Mississippi. A statewide network of specialists and primary care physicians at more than 17,000 locations. Community outreach programs and quality jobs for nearly 400 Mississippians. Our commitment to building healthier communities in Mississippi has never been stronger. Learn more at magnoliahealthplan.com benefits. Gallo here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning, 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. The talk that keeps Mississippi talking. We're rolling. Hit it. Go. Play it. Middays with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone, to Midday Super Talk Mississippi. The Element Well Studios relocated to the Oxford Conference Center for the Ole Miss School of Business Banking Symposium. Joining us now, Gordon Fellows, president of the Mississippi Bankers Association. Gordon, good to see you. Gerard, good to be with you. You bet. So it looks like we got a great event going on here today. We do. A lot of bankers here from uh, Mississippi and then a lot of good folks from all over the country that are here kind of to provide uh, insight and intelligence and help banks make good decisions. Yeah, we just had... Uh, George Gammon on with the Jackson Market City President of the Citizens Bank. Right. I know you know George, and he was just talking about some of the speakers and, and discussing what the bankers who are in attendance, what they're trying to learn and understand. Yeah. This is a fairly challenging environment for the yeah. industry right now. You know, interest rates are all over the place, and so that has consumer impact for sure, but it also has an impact on how banks manage their assets, right? Yeah. And so um, new challenges every day. It's like the, uh, you know, if you think of a still lake, the COVID rock hit the lake and the ripples just continue to expand. <laughs> so uh, this is a, another ripple is how we kind of deal with interest rates going up really fast and how deposits are changing three, you know, week to week. So it's, it's, it's an interesting time to be a banker for sure. You've got to be agile, shall we say. Yeah. Uh, most importantly, you've got to be ready and willing uh, to amend, adjust, react, because you never know when another shoe's going to fall that you just don't expect. It could be anything from macroeconomic uh, changes uh, consumer sentiment. We actually got positive yeah. indicators out on that. And of course, the crazy interest rate environment. So, Gordon, it would seem that the, the banks with rising interest rates are, are able uh, uh, to produce higher margins on on their loans. Yes, that, that's true. And, and, and to your point, before I answer that question, yeah. to your, your, all this 
variation and, and all the challenges also make it a really interesting time since we're here uh, on a college campus. It's yeah. a, a really interesting time to think about being a banker, right? There are a whole bunch of college students around Mississippi that are in their freshman year uh, thinking about careers. Uh, and, I mean, gosh, if you look at the number of bankers that existed in Mississippi prior to the pandemic, we're up like almost 4,000 employees. Mm. It's grown tremendously. And it's because things are getting complicated and generational shifts are happening. So if you're a college student and you're in Oxford or you're in Starville, think about a career in banking. You'll have a lot of interesting challenges to deal with over the next couple yeah, of years, and you'll learn a lot. So to your point about the margin, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's that, that's true, but there's also a lot of, you know, if, as, as deposits went up, deposits went up almost almost 20 years worth of deposit growth in Mississippi was crammed into three years. And so really? they went up so fast that banks didn't have loan demand to go up and yeah. to match the increase in deposits. And so they've had to invest, and they've had to, you know, find ways to make that money work. And as interest rates go up, if they invested in a bond, you know, the value might have actually gone down. And so sometimes the margin might get squeezed. It kind of depends on how the bank has managed all that influx of deposits. But in the last month, you're starting to see deposits creep down now. And so banks are having to adjust to that too now. It's just, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's an interesting cycle because it's almost not a cycle. It's almost just a whirlwind spinning it's around. It's crazy. Yeah. Crazy. So in, in Mississippi, of course, we have a, a number of really fabulous community banks That's right. that serve their local communities. And whenever we get out and talk to some of those folks and talk to their customers, the thing we learn is that there's just still no substitute for that, that local presence, that face-to-face -face interaction, and, and so many of these businesses and, and uh, just in, individual uh, depositors and customers of the bank, they like the idea of being able to walk in these, these bank branches and, and their headquarters and know the people and see the same faces. It's, it's pretty important, isn't it? Yeah, no doubt. We're a relationship state. We're the hospitality state. And and uh, the banking model in Mississippi is a relationship lending model. And um, that's one of the reasons we excelled at PPP as a state, right? We had the lowest average loan amount for the Paycheck Protection Program in the country hmm. because we, because every little small business, every micro business, every self-employed person knows their banker personally. Yeah. And so it, it's benefited our state in a lot of ways. Um, and our community banks are really strong. And uh, as folks are, you know, I say this to you before, but as folks are dealing with this inflationary environment, Go talk to your banker, right, because uh, they can help you understand the financial pressure you might be under, uh, and they can help you readjust and, and make changes to, to, to weather this storm because it's, it's, it's a complicated time in the economy right now. So bankers, the community bankers are really good at providing local advice yeah. and, and helping their, their customers work through stuff. No doubt about it. Well, uh, with a more, little bit more challenging, challenging economy, do you, do you hear from your members that maybe they're changing, changing the way they uh, they evaluate loans and underwrite yeah. loans and, and the scoring process. Yeah, you know, what's really encouraging to me is I have not heard from anybody yet about credit quality issues, okay. right? So, so, you know, oftentimes if you think we're in a recession, you know, normally you start to see a, a contraction of credit quality. And we yeah. haven't really started to see that yet. People are still paying their notes, right, and, and are on time. And um, there's still pretty good loan demand in certain markets in the state. So so we haven't really seen an issue with, with the quality. It's, it's more about how do we adjust with the speed that the rates are changing because they're going up so fast. Yeah. Right? 
Well, it's good to hear several of the of the major banks, the big banks, uh, Citibank, J.P. Morgan, Wells Fargo, et cetera, announced uh, earnings today, as a matter of fact, right. this morning, and uh, most reported that they were either in line uh, with expectations, but certainly below last year. Right. Year-over-year performance uh, showed a decline. All of them, however, Gordon announced that they're going to increase their loan loss reserves. Right, right. Are we having that same issue in Mississippi yeah, I, with the community I, banks in particular? Not, I've not heard yet from members that are that are moving that way. You know, there's this is really complicated, but the the accounting standards um, for credit expectations losses, yep. Cecil, yep. there's a new standard in place for community banks. And so folks, the banks are having to adjust and plan. Uh, and so some of those, some of those larger banks, they got a different regime now than they did a couple of years yeah. ago. And so it's, some of that is a response to this new accounting standard that's gone in I place. Got you. All right. Something else I got to ask you about is that there have been a lot of reports expressing and warning uh, about possible concerns with home equity loans uh, that a lot of banks have a lot of those assets on the books the HELOCs I think is the, right. the uh, acronym for it where if, if there's an anticipation of uh, a decline in the value of the, the, the home the right. property the asset um, that perfected those loans, that collateralized those loans, that there may be a, a decrease in the equity that right. the owner has, and that could put the loan at risk. Right, Any right, that's right, that? and put the put the borrower in a really yeah, tough situation. Yeah. So, yeah, and again, that's why I think it's really important for individuals to be in close communication with their banker about their individual situations right now, because it, it's different market to market. I don't. I don't think that particular phenomenon has started to happen here yet. Okay. And I think part of that is because, you know, the, although the housing market, you know, new homes are contracting, right, it, there's still not a whole lot of inventory here. Yeah. And so prices have held pretty steady here so far. So it's, it's probably more localized right. of an issue, and it just depends on where, where a bank has uh, made some of those loans, that they're more at risk in areas where they're starting to see a, a decrease in home values. Right. Places like San Francisco, right, yeah. you know, right. it's, it's yeah. cities have changed, right? So, and especially those that that saw a kind of an artificial boost in, mm-hmm. in values as a result of everybody with money in their pocket and getting right. out of the market and going in uh, in low interest rates, and that was just propping up the price uh, of homes as well, right. uh, as you know, and bidding on homes and all that. You're, you're starting to see that kind of subside at right. this point. That's right. And, yeah. you know, may, maybe that just is a, a normal normalization. Let's yeah. hope so. Yeah, that, that's good. Uh, what about uh, any any uh, insight that you could provide, uh, not, not mentioning anything names, of course, but just plans for any of your members to expand uh, their operations. Sure, yeah. I mean, so, you know, the Bancorp South Cadence acquisition was announced a while back. They just formalize and finalize their their core conversion right so they're on the same system now that that makes cadence bank a, a, a really large institution and that thing is finally done right yep. so if you if you, you mentioned the community banks earlier and we've got a great core of community banks and say but we also have you know banks like cadence and hancock whitney that expand you know all over the southeast so if, if you if you think about where mississippi headquartered institutions branch they go all the way to san antonio they go all the way to south carolina all the way to Illinois and all the way south to Tampa. Wow. Right? So there are not a lot of industries that are Mississippi headquartered industries that have that broad of a footprint. Absolutely. So the industry in Mississippi is really diverse. We have really good local focused community banks and also scale. And to sort of circle back to my conversation or my comments earlier about careers, mm-hmm. if you're a young person and you want to be community focused, working for a Mississippi community bank is a great way to do that. If you're a young person and you want to move to Atlanta, 
but come back to Mississippi someday, or Houston, but come back to Mississippi someday, there's a built-in network in the Mississippi okay. banking industry. So great it's a really good opportunities for young folks that want to be locally focused, but also have regional experiences. Yeah. Uh, anything that you could share with us from uh, any of the presentations this morning? Well, I haven't heard a whole lot. Um, I've been tied up with uh, some, some meetings this morning, yeah. but a lot of conversation about interest rates, right, yeah. and inflation. Those are the two points that everybody's talking about, and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll keep working through those for a while, I think. Yeah, and how to manage through that, man, if That's we right. only had the crystal ball, because it, it, everybody's kind of on edge trying to figure out what's yeah. next. That's right. That's right. Wow. Gordon Fellows, president of the Mississippi Bankers Association, has been our guest here on Middays from the Oxford Conference Center, the Ole Miss School of Business Banking Symposium. We're going to step aside for a break right here. At 11.50, we've got Meredith Killens, Oxford mortgage originator from the Citizen Bank. we got the mayor of the city of Oxford, Robin Tannehill, on after the noon break. Stay with us. A Complete Flag Source is proud to announce that Mississippi has a new state flag. We are taking orders now for all sizes of the newly designed State of Mississippi flag. Flags are in production and soon you can be flying one at your home, school, or business. Place your order by emailing at sales at completeflags.com, calling our store at 601-362-9333, or finding us on the web at completeflags.com. Have you paid a visit to our store? A Complete Flag Source is located at 5295 I-55 North Jackson. Too far to visit? Give us a call at 601-362-9333 with your order or questions. Thank you for shopping local and supporting a Mississippi-owned business. I'm here with John Ravenstein, and John, you sure seem to love what you do. What's not to love? <laughs> Working with diamonds and gemstones? Ever since I was a kid, growing up in Northeast Jackson, I dreamed of being a jeweler. You knew that early on what you wanted to be in life? I would ride my bike every day after school, mm -hmm. all the way down to my parents' store on Capitol Street to clean the jewelry cases, just to see every diamond I could. It was amazing. <laughs> like a kid in a candy store, huh? And right then I knew it was either that or a rock star. I didn't know you could sing. You know, I can't. That's why I'm a jeweler. <laughs> I don't know, John. If you think about it, you got thousands of fans. Yeah. And women who adore you. <laughs> okay. You're a rock star. I guess you're right. And these, these are my Rolling Stones. Juniker Jewelry, Mississippi's direct diamond importer. From anywhere in Mississippi, we're at 1485 Highland Colony Parkway, just south of 463 in Madison, and junikerjewelry.com. Your next deal on wheels is at Pinnacle Motors. Head on over to Highway 471 at Baker Lane and Vine Street in Brandon for that no-hassle experience on your next pre-owned car, truck, or SUV. Classics from a 57 Chevy to a Corvette, we have those too. And grab that trailer to pull that four-wheeler, ATV, or tractor as well. Financing warranties and we'll buy your vehicle too. Pinnacle Motors is the place for you. Visit us online at PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. That's PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. Quality vehicles, affordable prices. Pinnacle Motors. 37 years. That's a long time, and that's how long Shapley's Restaurant has been bringing you the finest in steaks, seafood, and of course, our homemade hot tamales. This is Mark Shapley. 
but we are proud that we are celebrating our 37th year in business. Chaplin's has been a staple in the greater Jackson market and had the pleasure of serving guests from around the country. This couldn't have happened without you, and we are so grateful for your continued support. Chaplin's Restaurant, 37 years and counting. Come see us soon. 601-957-8000. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The family of a 15-year-old shot and killed by Gulfport Police October 6th has hired a prominent civil rights attorney. Benjamin Crump has represented the families of Trayvon Martin, George Floyd, and others. Police maintain Jaheim McMillan was armed and didn't comply with orders to drop his weapon outside the family dollar store. He allegedly turned toward police with the weapon. That's when he was shot. McMillan's family have claimed he was unarmed. They've been holding peaceful protests outside the police department. Friends and family are still mourning the loss of Greenville Police Detective Myesha Stewart, who was killed in a shootout Tuesday night. There will be additional law enforcement present in the city this weekend for the Delta Hot Tamale Festival and homecoming festivities, though the mayor stressed there are no active threats. I'm Kelly Bennett. Play the newly renovated Dancing Rabbit. Golf Magazine's The Augusta You Can Play. In the rolling hills of Mississippi, it's one of the Southeast's most awarded destinations. Dancing Rabbit boasts two critically acclaimed Par 72 courses, the Oaks and the Azaleas. With great stay and play packages starting at just $143, Dancing Rabbit will quickly become your home away from home. Only at Dancing Rabbit Golf Club, a Pearl River Resort destination, Choctaw, Mississippi. Visit DancingRabbitGolf.com to book your tee time. Join Sports Talk Mississippi every Friday during the 5 o'clock hour for Food Fridays presented by Polk's Meat. We'll tell you our favorite way to grill the delicious Polk's original, Cajun, and garlic and green onion sausages, as well as other barbecue favorites. Remember, picky people pick Polk's. Looking for something fun you and your family can do this weekend? Join Rebecca Turner every Wednesday from 2 to 3 p.m. during Good Things to learn more about statewide events and happenings. Sponsored by the Mississippi Main Street Association. You know that nowadays more people are cutting the cord, ditching traditional cable and satellite television, and instead just streaming everything. With Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital's over-the-top advertising, you can get your business seen on streaming TV. Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital's highly trained and trusted team can show you how your ad dollars can go further to reach a more targeted audience. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get started today. Okay, is everybody ready? I'm ready. Ready here. Middays with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone. We are live from the Oxford Conference Center for the Ole Miss School of Business Banking Symposium, the Element Well Studios, relocated up today to Oxford on this. Friday, y'all. And it's a, a good one, too, isn't it? There's a big uh, weekend of college football up here in Oxford tomorrow. The Ole Miss Rebels will welcome in to uh, the stadium. We got uh, the Auburn Tigers coming over. 11 o'clock uh, kickoff. That should be a pretty good game. That would be the second SEC contest for the Rebels this year. 
and we'll see how that goes. I, I think there's a high degree of expectation in the Vaught, Vaught Hemingway Stadium, for the Rebels to prevail over Auburn. They're sitting at 6-0. and We got uh, Mississippi State at 5-1. and They playing this weekend, Rhino? Oh, yeah, they State? got Kentucky. That's right, that's right, Kentucky. I thought so. So another SEC contest, and that would be in Commonwealth Stadium in Lexington, correct? I do believe so. Home, are they? Yeah, I think they're on the road. So, anyhow, we're kind of getting into the uh, the heat of the schedule here, the heart of the schedule with the SEC play uh, almost every weekend, if not every weekend from here on out, so halfway through the season. So, anyhow, looking forward uh, to that. Again, we're at the banking symposium. A lot of bankers walking around here. And, and what's interesting, Rhino, so far, everybody that we've talked to this morning, you hear what they say, number one thing, um, is interest rates, right? That's what they're all concerned about, and that's because you just really can't get um, any clarity on what is expected from the Fed. And I think today the consumer sentiment information that came out positive, meaning consumers still have money, they're, they're still uh, willing to go out and spend that money despite inflation, that just signals to the Fed you're, you're probably going to have outsized demand relative to supply, and that uh, is a, a major driver of inflation. Thus, the Fed's going to keep raising interest rates. So it's just so volatile. Of course, we got a president who says there's no inflation and that um, we should be applauding him uh, with respect to his economic policies and just how wonderful he's done. And, of course, he's completely delusional in that respect. On the ceasefire text line, the question is, why is the news not reporting news and instead reporting lies and covering up news? You know, it's a, it's a good question, it, but it's amazing. What we have is, again, no consensus on what is news and what is lies, and I think that's why. But I think the other obvious main reason is because uh, they're in bed. Uh, the mainstream media is, certainly those big networks, CNN, MSNBC, uh, and ABC, NBC, etc. They're just all in bed with the Democrat Party, and uh, they're just bullhorns for the Democrat Party at the end of the day. It's just really crazy. Uh, Gary Meridian says, according to AOC, community banks are extremely important because they are in the communities providing help to those who live in the communities. <laughs> yeah, that's probably something you could also attach to Vice President Kamala Harris as well there, Gary. By the way, Rhino, did you see the heckling? The heckling of AOC? Wow. Oh, yeah. She was in her district, and uh, apparently there were some in attendance that said, you've turned into what you campaigned against. Whoa, I don't think she's ever had that in him. I mean, it's, it's very audible. Uh, yeah, the protesters the, uh, were coordinated enough to have at least two people there to protest. And when the first guy was ushered out by security, the second guy stood up and continued because they figured there wouldn't be enough security for the both of them. <laughs> Something else that has cropped up uh, just in the last couple of days, if maybe less, is this video of Nancy Pelosi on uh, January 6th. Uh, Rhino may have that for us. Nobody comes, I'm going to punch him out. This oh, is my mom. I've been waiting for this, for trespassing on the Capitol grounds. I'm going to punch him out, and I'm going to go to jail, and I'm going to be happy. So... Uh, there's actually more to this video. We don't have enough time to play it, but it was recorded, I believe, by her daughter. Is that correct? 
Uh, yeah, her daughter's a, her daughter. Her daughter's a documentarian and was following her around her mother for the uh, certification of the election for a documentary, and yeah, that's why she okay. was being followed by cameras and mic'd up on that day. Gotcha. So we can set this up. She's in her office, I believe. It looks like the speaker's office. That is her chief of staff, who's saying that uh, the Secret Service has said that they're they're trying to persuade President Trump from going to the Capitol on January sixth. That they can't can't really um, uh, commit that they can protect him. So of course that's their job, and they're they're working with him to say don't go over there. Anyhow, she's having this conversation with the speaker Nancy Pelosi, who says I, I hope he comes over. I'm going to punch him out, and if they take me to jail, so be it, or something. That effect. So uh, this has surfaced the last couple of days. I find it kind of fascinating that it was recorded by her daughter. There's also uh, some scenes in in that video of her and Chuck Schumer talking to the National Guard, the Secret Service, and the Capitol Police. And uh, Chuck Schumer, Rhino, uses a bit of profanity in his conversations with them, kind of showing his true colors. Of course, they're all masked up. I'm sure you noticed that as well. Anyhow, I, it's just kind of fascinating. That's sort of the true colors of, of uh, the Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi. Donald Trump comes over here. I just want to punch him out. <laughs> okay, toots, go ahead. How can reasonable people vote for the likes of Fetterman or Warnock? Just blows my mind. They have to be paid, and they're both leading in the polls. Thank goodness not by much. That on the ceasefire text line from the 662. I agree. I can't see it either. I, I think they're just brainwashed, and, they're, and they have such an aversion to anything remotely associated with Donald Trump and, and the Republican Party in general and conservatism that they, I guess, uh, see fit to vote for these two fools, which just blows me away, uh, away as, as well. The media gives Biden a pass on everything, says CeCe in Senatobia, but screams bloody murder if Trump picks his nose. I, I can't help but think about the firestorm created Rhino when Trump spoke at, uh, was it Annapolis or West Point? I don't know, one of the service academies, and I think he delivered the keynote, and he was he was walking down a ramp, and it was quite a hot day. He'd been sp- standing for a very long period of time, and so he was walking rather carefully uh, down this ramp, uh, elevated ramp, incline ramp, and and they just went crazy and kept showing it. And then you remember he they showed him where he was uh, having a bit of difficulty raising a glass of water to his his mouth, uh, also because he had been standing there for an incredibly long period of time, and he was he was fatigued. I tell you this, he stands there and addresses the nation and pays his respects as he should to the graduates of our service academies. Uh, for a long period of time, gave them uh, a proper amount of time, not an amount of time you'd ever see Joe Biden stand at a podium. I guarantee you that in front of a group, an audience, and in front of the nation as well. So it's it's a ridiculous double standard. There's no doubt about that. Yet you never hear them say anything about all the crazy gaffes or the the. Uh, if you didn't catch it, folks, you got to go find it. The um, his interview with. Uh, Jake Tapper, where he he goes billions to trillions to millions to billions to trillions in about five seconds. He uh, just has no idea what's coming out of his mouth most of the time, and it's it's certainly a problem. The Dems had a field day with Trump's bigly 
in quotes, but crickets about Biden's gaffes and lies, says William and Brandon. Yeah, I agree. Uh, let's see. I think he believes what he's saying. He reminds me of my father in his last years of dementia. Uh, sorry about your father's uh, illness there. That's on the 662 the C tax line. I think a lot of people would... Um, would contend that this president maybe either has dementia or certainly severe loss of mental acuity. I don't think there's any question about that. Not that he had a whole lot to start with, but you know what, Rhino? It's not an excuse for lying. It's not an excuse for lying. I, I mean, it, is the excuse if the excuse is well he doesn't know the difference between the the truth and lies, or he thinks that the stuff he tells lies about is the truth? Well, that's even a bigger problem. That means you can't discern between facts and fiction. That's a bigger problem. And, and that would make him unfit to serve uh, in, that, uh, in that capacity, certainly as the, the President of the United States. Thomas and Greenwood is uh, talking about uh, weighed in on Senator Boyd's discussion about some sort of uh, some sort of addressing by the government of this child care situation and, and this is all of course being driven by the Dobbs case where uh, of course uh, women are encouraged to, to stay in the state of Mississippi and, and carry their baby to term and have that baby and, and of course the concerns that lots of expectant mothers have that's in some of the reason they seek an abortion is because they they can't really bear the cost of a child including eventual child care and uh, and so the government's trying to work on that i'll be clear i don't support any kind of government subsidies in the form of of helping um, mothers uh, directly from public money with their child care i've denounced that uh, quite uh, regularly on the program at the federal level. I don't support it at the state level as well. There's got to be some uh, some other solutions we got to come up with rather than just redistribution of public money. So I'm with you on that, Thomas. And we're going to stay on that and see what happens. We're coming right back. We're taking a break right here. Uh, when we return, I think we've got um, Meredith Killens, Oxford Mortgage Originator. Stay with us. You already know that Madison Cellars is Madison's favorite place to buy wine and spirits since 1988. On Highway 51 in the Madison Station Shopping Center, Madison Cellars has a hometown feel with a big city selection. Do you have a question about which wine to serve with a certain dish? Call 601-856-0931 and let their knowledgeable staff help you find the perfect match. Find out more at madisoncellars.net or stop by today. Madison Cellars on Highway 51 in the Madison Station Shopping Center. Good Things with Rebecca Turner is brought to you in part by TrustCare, where you'll find a team of experienced, knowledgeable, and friendly staff. Visit TrustCareHealth.com to schedule an appointment today. TrustCare. Feel better, faster. Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at MajesticMetalsINC.com. This is Allison Calloway. Since 1954, Calloway's has been family-owned and operated, located in Gluckstadt, south of Germantown High. Calloway's has a large selection of all your favorite trees, shrubs, and fall color plants. Calloway's has large rolls of pine straw, and we offer quantity pricing. 
Callaway's outdoor patio furniture is in stock and ready for delivery. All 20 to 50% off and for a limited time, free delivery in the metro area. Our farmer's market is full of fresh fruits, vegetables, fall pumpkins, local honey, jellies, jams, and the best tomatoes in town. Callaway's has farm fresh produce seven days a week. Did you know Callaway's has beautiful decorative accessories and gift items for your indoor and outdoor living spaces? Callaway's has bulk soils for pickup and local delivery. Callaway's landscape designers Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle can design and install your landscape. Callaway's Gluckstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown High. Everything for this is the Midday Agri-Market Report. The Mississippi pork industry adds significant value to the agricultural economy and is a major contributor to the overall Mississippi economy. Although the size and structure of the Mississippi pork industry has changed over time, current levels of production continue to support jobs and generate earnings in the state economy. In 2021, the sales generated from hog marketings and pork processing supported a total economic contribution of over $44 million in personal income and over $66 million in value added and more than 1,000 jobs in the Mississippi economy. We are celebrating National Pork Month and reintroducing you to real pork, the real way people feel when they enjoy the authentic flavors of pork. Go to pork.org forward slash real dash pork to learn more. This is the Super Talk Mississippi Agri-News Network. In the South, farmland isn't one size fits all. That's why Delta Pine cotton varieties are bred and tested locally to improve yield potential in your neck of the woods. Featuring advanced weed and insect control to protect your cotton all season long and excellent yield potential for more pounds per acre. It's no wonder Delta Pine cotton consistently performs year after year. Find the cotton varieties to improve performance on your operation at deltapine.com. Read and follow pesticide label directions, grain marketing, and other stewardship practices. How would you like to be a step ahead of your competition? I'm talking about the cotton pests that eat at your bottom line. My key tarnished plant bug and thrip species. With Thrive On technology, you can. It's the industry's first cotton biotech trait to offer built-in protection against these insects. Talk to your local bear rep or dealer about this breakthrough technology or learn more at thriveon.com. Contact your local sales representative to learn about the availability of Thrive On technology. Read and follow pesticide label directions, IREM grain marketing, and other stewardship practices. Tune in to Good Things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m., right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. It's so awesome! Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Come on, let's get on with the show! On Super Talk Mississippi. Always a crazy one broke into the stadium and I wrote your number on a 50-yard line. You were always a perfect one and a valedictorian. Welcome back, everyone, to Midday Super Talk Mississippi. The Element Wealth Studios moved to the Oxford Conference Center today for the Ole Miss School of Business Banking Symposium. Joining us now, Marion Boyd, president of the Oxford uh, Oxford City president of the Cid Citizens Bank. Marion, thanks for coming on. Well, great. Thank you for having us. Yes, sir. So 
what do you come to this for? What do you what do you look to learn when you come here? Well, banking has really changed. We just had a speaker talking about bitcoins and custodial <laughs> yeah. uh, services for the bitcoin industry, and uh, it, I know very little about it, and so I. I've learned something I didn't know, when that's what you do every time you come here, every year is something new in, in banking that that is changing the whole system now, yeah. the whole financial system's changed. Well, I think it's fair to say, uh, Marion, <laughs> I'm not sure if you agree or not, but uh, the back office of a bank is just one big, extremely sophisticated, powerful computer at the end of the day. Oh, absolutely. And it's changed yeah. the industry dramatically in the last 20, and, 25 years. And it's less people working in the back offices now. You know, it's yeah. just more more uh, computers, more technology. Uh, people that are working in there have a higher degree of of understanding those systems and everything is totally changed. Yeah, but the good news there is that 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 frees up uh, that frees up money, that frees up funds to invest in in people to be more productive than just doing a lot of the kind of grunt work, honestly, that computers can do. You're sure right about that. And it's all about relationship banking anyway, and it frees people to go out into the communities, into the state of Mississippi and elsewhere for for uh, for their customers and to help, uh, help garner new business for the bank and, and to grow that balance sheet. Yeah. The economy here in Oxford uh, remains pretty strong despite uh, kind of some of the economic challenges in other areas of the state, perhaps, and certainly the other areas of the country. You guys are still doing pretty good, aren't you? We're doing well here. Oxford itself is, uh, is uh, they're selling houses. I know. They're building new houses. Houses. We're talking about million, million and a half dollar house spec houses. Unbelievable. And and uh, as soon as they break ground, uh, within two months they've got a contract. And and we're talking, um, gosh, like I say, million and a half dollars. And, wow. And um, but everything's moving in Oxford. I get emails all the time and letters all the time from from realtors that uh, want to. They've got buyers for condos and everything. Want to buy my condo? And I'm not. <laughs> I'm not really, what am I going to do if I sell it? Exactly. Then you just got to roll it in another one, and maybe at a higher price. Yeah, honestly. Definitely a so, higher price. Yeah. Uh, so uh, talk about that. What's uh, what's the deal flow look like with respect to mortgage applications? Um, they're still strong. I read the uh, weekly courthouse report. Uh, I did see a little little lag in in the number of recorded uh, mortgages, especially residential purchases. Uh, but it's still stronger than most places, hmm. most areas of the state. I, I compare them to uh, different markets, and Oxford by far has a tremendous number of uh, real estate transactions. The banking industry in in general, though, Mary, in this this uh, volatile interest rate environment, it, it's something you guys hadn't had to worry about in a while, but you are now. We are now, and and you can't. And the, the issue now is. With higher rates, uh, used to, part of our business and development tools was to offer better interest rates and be able to move business. Well, now customers aren't going to let go of the rate they have yeah, where they are. That's true. So it, it's very difficult to uh, to go out and use an interest rate as a um, vehicle to get new business because rates are higher. Yeah. Well, you got to hope that. With with new home construction uh, still on the rise, that 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 just props up and boosts the overall economy. So how might that affect uh, the commercial lending segment of your business? 
Well, our commercial lending uh, is still fairly strong. It, it, it definitely has impacted the interest rates have impacted it is slower than what it has been sure we uh we, we do have pockets uh it's not across the board all over the state is not as strong as it has been uh our our uh, our prospect list is not as long as it used to be okay. so the interest rates has definitely hurt us yeah i mean i think that's to be expected you got any thoughts about where all this is going? We're all trying to guess what the heck the Fed's going to do next. Uh, we had a consumer sentiment report out this morning that was higher than expected. We we had uh, a, a very sticky CPI report yesterday. Got to believe that means we, we're in line for another uh, 75 basis points next month. Who knows after that? Yeah, and, and our, the, the talk is that the leveling off will happen after this next next 75 points increase if that's what happens but we're looking at um end of 23 or early 24 before we can anticipate any possible reduction in wow hmm. so it may be the environment we got to manage through well, yeah we have to manage through it this year the rest of this year and all of next year the way it looks right now hmm. Marion, thanks for coming on. Absolutely. Thanks for for being here. Yes, great event. We enjoyed being here. Marion Boyd, Oxford City President of the Citizens Bank, has been our guest. We're going to step aside for a break right here. When we come back, we've got Robin Tannehill, the mayor of Oxford, Mississippi. Stay with us. Listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. Online at baroniestreepros.com. I'm Chris Foster. A 15-year-old boy is accused of killing five people, wounding two in Raleigh, North Carolina. He's in critical condition. We've not yet learned how he was injured or any possible motive. The shootings occurred um, in the streets, in the neighborhood, and then the suspect fled towards the Greenway. And then we had some more victims who were shot in the Greenway. Police Chief Estella Patterson. A fifth grade teacher in East Chicago, Indiana, is arrested after telling a student the child was on her kill list of students and other teachers. Police say the teacher was immediately escorted to the principal's office where she allegedly admitted to making the comments and confirmed the kill list. I'm worried for my child's safety. I'd be furious and scared at the same time. Parents' reaction to the investigation is ongoing. The incident prompting the Catholic grade school to move to remote learning today. Fox's Jeff Manasso, the teacher 25 years old, also told that student she wanted to kill herself. She's on a psychiatric hold. America's listening to Fox News. As locals, ADS Security is committed to keeping the community safe. We're the same great company, same local office, with the same local service you've counted on for years. Visit us in Gluckstadt. ADS Security, 601-898-3105. Call today. The best made-to-order lunch is right around the corner at 4th and Gold Sports Cafe. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. Ever feel like making an appointment with your doctor takes a lot of time, only to feel rushed through the actual appointment? 
Avoid the hassle at Capital Ortho, where our board-certified, fellowship-trained orthopedic surgeons are waiting to treat you immediately with one-on-one professional and personal patient care. Both you and your time matter to the staff at Capital Ortho. To schedule your same-day appointment, call 601-987-8200 or visit CapitalOrtho.com. I'm J.T. Mitchell, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. With Blue Cross Blue Shield and the University of Mississippi Medical Center still at a stalemate over reimbursement rates, mediation between the two parties has been suspended by Insurance Commissioner Mike Cheney. If an agreement isn't reached by the end of this calendar year, the state legislature might just have to step in when the session begins in January. And Mississippi State will welcome the University of Kentucky this weekend to Starville when Mike Leach's Bulldogs look to advance to 6-1 and one on the season. ESPN's Tom Hart sat down with us yesterday and told us that MSU should have no problem getting to the quarterback. Their offensive line is bad, and, and they're not going to get any better by Saturday night. The Wildcats' offensive line currently ranks 128th out of 131 FBS schools in sacks allowed per game. Kickoff is set for 6.30 tomorrow night. From the ground up, from the grassroots. That's how we began in 1922, and that's how we do things today. The Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation celebrates 100 years in 2022. 100 years of farming, ranching, and supporting our 180,000 member families. From our state capital in Jackson to our nation's capital in Washington, D.C. Creating policy, advocating for a better way of life for all Mississippi. We've been there through the tough times when Hurricane Katrina blew ashore. There is extensive damage on U.S. 90. Triumphant times, winning the right to vote to protect private property rights for Mississippians. We introduced benefits like our insurance in the 1940s and fought to stretch broadband internet service from DeSoto County to the Mississippi Gulf Coast. So, from the ground up, not just a farm organization, 100 years of strengthening our families, our communities, and our state. The Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation. 100 years of faith, family, and Farm Bureau. You might be surprised to learn that America is currently one of the best places in the world to hide and launder ill-gotten gains. Scott Graytag, the director of advocacy at Transparency International, told us that money comes from drug cartels, human traffickers, and corrupt politicians like Russian President Vladimir Putin. My organization estimates that uh, Putin's government steals $300 million from his own people every year. The criminals know they can't get away with doing this at banks. Instead, they're going to folks like attorneys. They're going to some accountants. They're going to, say, the folks who set up trusts here in the United States. Legislation introduced by Senators Roger Wicker and Sheldon Whitehouse would tighten up loopholes that enable this type of activity. It's supported by the Mississippi Sheriff's Association, who say it gives them the information they need to go after organized crime, drug cartels, and terrorists. Call me old-fashioned if you want. But I believe there's something to be said for doing good, honest work. As a craft professional, I get to build the places we work in, the homes we live and play in, the roads we drive on, and more. And the best part is that I'm learning new technologies as they emerge or evolve. Hmm, maybe I'm not so old-fashioned after all. Trade up. Discover the power of career and technical education and start building your career. This message brought to you by the Mississippi Construction Education Foundation. Building tomorrow's workforce today. 
The University of Mississippi School of Business is hosting its annual Banking and Finance Symposium on October 14th at the Oxford Convention Center. Keynote speakers are Brad Bolton, Chairman ICBA, Marty Mosby, Director of Bank Equity and Strategy, Stiefel and Caitlin Long, CEO and Founder, Custodia Bank. A Women in Banking Breakfast will be held again this year at 8 a.m. This symposium is open to all banking and finance professionals and banking students. To register, go online to the UM alumni page or email Dr. Ken Syree for more information. Hey, it's Richard Cross. Be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State. Every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Welcome to the show that challenges you to think deeply. To think deeply. And look beyond political posturing. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone, to Midday Super Talk Mississippi. We are coming at you live from the Element Well Studios at the Oxford Conference Center today for the Ole Miss School of Business Banking Symposium. And joining us now is the mayor of Oxford, Mississippi, the mayor, Robin Tannehill. Good to see you there, mayor. Good Thanks for coming on. Thank you. Thank Great you. event here. It is a great event. We've got great events happening all over town today, but we are... Tell us about that. We were You were talking about that before we went on the air. It sounds like you've got a lot going on <laughs> in this do. little patch. We do. <laughs> it is, um, it's a good day to be in Oxford, Mississippi, for sure. We have um, Square Jam being set up on the square right now, where we will have a full-size basketball court. They are wow. installing the wood floor as we speak in front of City Hall, and the Ole Miss men's and women's basketball teams will have an exhibition out there starting at 6.30 this evening. We have got fans everywhere in town for this beautiful weekend and was talking this morning to some folks on campus about ticket sales and it's a sold out event and it wow. looks like it's majority Ole Miss fans. Good. It does not seem like we've got as many travelers from um, from the Auburn side. So um, it ought to be a fabulous atmosphere for the Ole Miss Rebels this weekend. I think so. we got uh, good weather in store for us. So just a, a very eventful weekend all together here in Oxford. It is. It yeah. is. We, we love weekends like this where we get to show off our community and, and all that it has to offer. You know, I've, I've said to you before, you know, we're a town of 28,000 taxpayers and on any given Tuesday we've got 50 to 60,000 people in town and this weekend we'll probably have 150,000. That is awesome. And this event, this banking symposium, so we got folks in here from all over the state. We've got uh, in the banking industry industry and re related industries and we've got uh, individuals consultants and so forth from other parts of the country many of whom of course have been here before but for many this is their first visit you, you got to be proud about uh, poking your feathers out a little that's bit right. and showcasing uh, the great city of Oxford that's right and you know we are so honored that they chose Oxford to to host this conference I know there are a whole lot of communities that would love to host this event and so we are very very thankful that they chose to host it here and and it gives us an opportunity to introduce Oxford to some folks that maybe wouldn't have had another reason to come and visit. No doubt. We always say, you know, Oxford, you'll always.
always come back. And, and these are the types of events that people come to once for a business reason, and then they think, oh, i got to bring my family back. And the perfect time to bring your family back would be beginning November 21st, going through January 2nd. We will be hosting Holly Jolly Holidays, hmm. where we will have an ice skating rink in our pavilion located on University Avenue, an outdoor pavilion, and have events scheduled for the whole month. So check out our social media That's to, awesome. to see about that great event. Something else that I think is really a, a nice positive aspect of this particular event, Mayor, is that we've got the university, in this case the School of Business, Dr. Ken uh, Syree, the dean, working here with the private sector. I mean, when you, when you get the educational community and the private sector together on a common interest, common subject matter, that's just good for everybody. It really is. And, you know, it's one of the things that makes our community so successful, I believe, is that the university and the city and the county certainly have a wonderful working relationship. And the university with the private sector, you know, works hard to um, figure out ways that we can serve, the, that the university can serve the private sector. Sure. And, and this is one of, the, this is a great um, example of how that works. Yeah. I mean, universities don't exist for the benefit of the university. They exist for the benefit of society. That's right. And and I think this really uh, exemplifies that an event like this. So good to see that. I think Dr. Syree does a great job of that. And all the bankers love to come here as well. So it's a lot of fun. And we just had Marion Boyd on the program, the Oxford City President of the Citizens Bank. And he spoke very positively about the economy here and says they're still building houses and getting offers on them almost as quick as they put a shovel in the ground. It truth. looks pretty good. It is the truth. You know, we just got our sales tax numbers in yesterday. And, of course, the sales Sales tax that we collect in October reflects what was taken in in August, right. um, and it was uh, $1,170,000. Our first time to ever be over a million dollars was in May of 2021, Okay, uh, but 10 of the 12 months of this last fiscal year, we were over a million dollars, and this month is only $7 short of the highest we've ever seen. Wow, so, so that, that indicates still a, a strong consumer spending, strong economy, and of it course, uh, that's primary source of funding it at is. the city and, level. And, you know, it's wonderful when you see every day for sale signs. You see those for sale signs disappear quickly. <laughs> you do not see empty buildings in our downtown area. You do not see empty storefronts around town. You know, if a business chooses to leave, there's one right behind them to come give it a shot. And and so we are very blessed in, in that respect. And I, I think that is a result of being a university community where there are a lot of resources available and having a community that has such a great public school district. Yeah. You know, you and I uh, had a chance to visit at the Oxford High School recently with uh, showcasing the new STEM center over there. Uh, Mayor, when you think about all the th all the ingredients of a really high quality uh, quality of life in a community, starts with education. You're blessed here with fantastic schools. Got the university here. Uh, you got great housing. You got very low crime. Great police department. Public works. I mean, you got all the ingredients. Well, we do. There, we've had great leaders for a really long time, um, both at the university and um, in our community. And I just got to was blessed to just pick the ball up and run with it. Yeah. But 
um, we, you know, I say often, Gerard, I'll get the question of what's the secret sauce because Oxford does well in so many categories. And, you know, there are a lot of places that have good public schools and thriving downtown sure. districts and those kinds of things. But it's the people. Yeah. We have got people that genuinely care about their community and about others. And that's, you know, you see that difference yeah. when you're in Oxford. And, and so many are involved in making that's the right. community better. That's right. I mean, we've got so many people that give back. And, you know, being a university community, we have so many people, so many talents yeah. in this community who may be a professor, but they also start a business. That's a good point. And yeah. it's, um, we've just got so many talented folks in this community. Yeah. Well, so it, you could say that Oxford is a bit of an outlier in a positive way in that it doesn't seem like some of the macroeconomic challenges that have really uh, come to Oxford yet. Do you still feel pretty optimistic about it? We do. We, we don't have any reason not to, you know. I mean, each month we are continuing to see um, higher sales tax revenues. Each year we are seeing the valuations of property continuing to increase. We are seeing a real estate market that is steady. Um, and we are, you know, processing building permits yeah. every single day. Yeah. So, um, you know, we've got a school district that's growing. We've got the largest freshman class we've ever had at the University of Mississippi. Um, Chancellor Boyce and I were speaking in an event together this morning, and he said it was over 4,500 in our freshman class, and we'd never been close to 4,000. That's awesome. So it's, you know, we've got a lot of positive things going on. Yeah, and I know you, you visit a lot. You interact a lot with uh, the business leaders, the business owners, the entrepreneurs in the community. Are they giving you positive feedback, too? They are. They of course, are. the sales I mean, tax uh, reflect that. that, that it so. does. It does. I mean, I, the the numbers certainly reflect that um, things are moving in a positive direction. But you know, we we do, and we have um, a lot of citizens that support local businesses. Yeah, yeah. They're they're dedicated to the community, they and they they want to see uh, those who uh, have their businesses here succeed and do well because exactly they know right. they benefit from that's that. That's exactly right. Yeah, uh, it's just got to be great to to be in your shoes and sit over that because all cities aren't quite that blessed as you know. They aren't, and you know we I say it often when your greatest challenges are the result of tremendous growth, you say thank you. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, <laughs> and, and those aren't do. problems as they, we used to say. Are. Those are opportunities. Those are opportunities. <laughs> that's exactly. Right. That's absolutely the case. I any um, a new economic development projects that you can talk about with us? Um, you know, nothing, uh, no large industry, but understand we have one of the lowest unemployment rates in the state. Yeah. So large industry is not necessarily where we see ourselves sure. growing. Um, it is smaller, smaller homegrown businesses, yeah. and we are continuing to see those pop up all over town and continue to recruit um, a lot of technology-based businesses. Yeah, absolutely. A great place for them. Uh, anything at the state level, uh, Mayor, that you'd like to see the legislature address that you feel like you might need or, or other cities? I know the MML's been meeting this week as well. It has. Not? Yeah. It has. And, you know, there are some things that we're working on for this legislative session. Um, I would say probably on the forefront of our mind are the ARPA funds. Of course, we've just finalized our submissions for matching funds and we submitted $11 million worth of project requests. Okay. And so, um, you know, I'll be anxious to see how that first round of money is distributed. There's a scoring process right. for um, each of those projects. And communities that are thriving are at a disadvantage when you look at the way the scoring's done. You right. know, you get a higher scoring yeah. for... Um, if your income is less and if your unemployment rate is higher yeah. and, and those kinds of things. So I'll be curious to see how that pans out. That's interesting. The DEQ, I think, is administering that That's program. Correct. Yeah, so. That's correct. 
Uh, Mayor, it's been a pleasure having you on the program. As always, congratulations on all your success here, the great city of Oxford. Uh, this event here in Oxford uh, continues to be a regular occurrence. Let's hope it stays that way. I enjoy visiting with all the bankers as well. But thanks for coming on. Appreciate thanks it. Thanks for having me. You got it. Hotty toddy. Hotty toddy. Mayor Robin Tannehill of Oxford, Mississippi, has been our guest here on Middays. We'll step aside for a break right here. we got a couple of open segments. And then Greg Cronin, Gulf Coast president, the Citizens Bank. We're at the Oxford Convent, uh, Conference Center for the Ole Miss School of Business Banking Symposium. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, sunny conditions and a beautiful day on tap, high near 83. Tonight, clear skies, low around 57. Your Saturday, sunny conditions, high near 87. Saturday evening, partly cloudy, low around 61. And Sunday, partly sunny conditions, a slight chance of rain, high near 82. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha outboard dealer in Brandon. Magnolia Health is made for Mississippi. A statewide network of specialists and primary care physicians at more than 17,000 locations, community outreach programs, and quality jobs for nearly 400 Mississippians. Our commitment to building healthier communities in Mississippi has never been stronger. Learn more at magnoliahealthplan.com benefits. This is Home Answers Radio, and my guest today is Trey Jackson of Bulldog Construction. Trey, if a business has uneven sidewalks, they're asking for trouble. Would you agree? Lynn, they are. It's a trip hazard, and it needs to be fixed. Our foam technology can level those uneven walks without having to lay down any new concrete. Much easier and more affordable. Trey, my wife tripped over one of those and skinned her knee up. She was fortunate. Call Bulldog Construction at 601-853-4242. This is Treasurer David McCray. One out of every 10 Mississippians has unclaimed money. It's not the government's money. It's your money, and I want to help return it to you. Join Treasurer David McRae and team during the State Fair. Stop by the Unclaimed Money and College Savings booths, 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. October 6th to 15th to see if you have unclaimed money, learn about college savings, and sign up for a chance to win a $500 scholarship. Treasurer David McRae and team in the Trademark at the State Fair until October 15th. Come see us. Hi, this is Keith Halsey with Halsey Insurance. As your local independent insurance agency, we guarantee fast answers and friendly service. When you have questions, we're here with answers you can trust. Our specialty is home, auto, life, and all types of business insurance. Partnering with the top insurance carriers, let us shop your insurance and do the heavy lifting. We'll find you the best coverages with the lowest rates. Call 601-856-7707 or halseyinsurance.com. That's H-A-W-S-E-Y insurance.com. Do you suffer from allergies, sinus or respiratory problems, or just want to improve the quality of air you breathe in your home or business? Pure Air Consultants can help. As your indoor environmental specialist, we clean air ducts, install UV lights, and service all makes and models of heating and cooling systems. We offer the most dependable Energy Star qualified systems in the industry. Call Pure Air Consultants today, 601-939-7420. A proud provider of Ream Home AC Systems. <laughs> Are you feeling it? <sighs> The new degree of comfort. This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to the Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson. Now back to Middays with Gerard here on Super Talk Mississippi. 
everyone to Midday Super Talk Mississippi, the Element Well Studios located today at the Oxford Conference Center for the Ole Miss School of Business Banking Symposium. Joining us now, Brad Bolton, the chairman of Community Spirit Bank in Red Bay, Alabama. Is that right, Brad? I'm the president CEO of Community Spirit Bank, and I'm the, honored to be the ICBA chairman, which is the Independent right. Community Bankers of America this year. So uh, certainly honored to serve America's community banks in that capacity. So community banks, really certainly in Mississippi, and I suspect it's to a great extent the case in Alabama as well, are, are, are really the backbone of the banking industry, Absolutely. Uh, certainly in, in, the, in the rural areas and in, in the smaller community areas, not so much the concentrated big cities. Yes. I mean, it's the community banks that make it all happen. You're speaking my language. We, <laughs> we represent the only banking presence in one-third of all U.S. counties. Wow. And during the pandemic, we really shown exactly who we are. We funded 60% of all the PPP loans. Okay. Saved nearly 50 million, 50, 50 million jobs nationwide. We funded 72% of all those loans to minority-owned businesses, and we funded 90% of all of those loans whose household incomes were less than $40,000 a year. That's your Schedule C and F borrowers who would have gotten left out of the PPP process if not for community banks. So we truly are uh, the backbone of every Main Street across this country. No question about it. I mean, such a big part of the economy, uh, certainly here in the state of Mississippi, for sure. I'm not sure we'd have an economy without those uh, community banks. And so what do you think, uh, Brad, really separates a community bank, for, uh, say, from a really large-scale national bank with thousands of branches and so forth, who serve their purpose as well and have, have a role uh, in the industry and in, in the economy? But what's, what's the differentiator? Do, do you target different customers, for example? Not necessarily. I think what differentiates us is our relationship-focused business model. No one does it better than community banks because we truly do. We work, we work, worship, live, and serve with members of our communities every day. We have the relationships with them, and because we do, we're accountable to them. Yeah. You'll notice that whenever all these scandals happen it's at, at the biggest banks, no one ever is prosecuted personally, right? If we do the same thing and engage in the same activities of creating fictitious accounts, I've got to go look at my fellow yeah. uh, citizen in the face at church on Sunday or in the grocery store. So it really comes back to that relationship that we have with our customers that's unlike anything else in the financial services industry. Yeah, that's a good point. And I think it's fair to say that uh, certainly from a, a business perspective that a lot of businesses uh, certainly the small and mid-sized business uh, community, they, they like to do business with people that are more aligned to them, uh, with them and, and uh, more tantamount to kind of their philosophy, their culture, their size and scale. Well, whenever, you, you know, we all go through changes in our lives and we all have, you know, economic challenges, either good or bad. And when you're going through those tough times, there's nothing any better than being able to walk in, come to the president of the bank, come to the loan officer of the bank, and have a conversation like you and I yeah, are having yeah. to say, hey, this is what's going on in my life. What can you do to help me? 
and every community banker I know embraces that and wants that person to succeed. And so if I'm a small business customer, if I'm a consumer in, this, in, in America, there's no one I want to do business with better than a community bank. Yeah, it's a good point. And I know community banks are highly focused on employee retention yes. and, uh, and stability. And that's important because when your customers come in, they like to see that same face they've been doing business with. They don't want to have to reintroduce their, their entire financial world to somebody new. And so having that continuity is, is pretty important, isn't it? It's extremely important. You know, our, our bank is blessed with some really longevity employees. My dad's been at our bank for 57 years. Wow. I've been there for 26 years. My sister's been there for 40-something years. My other sister celebrated her 25th anniversary that's yesterday. Awesome. I got a loan officer that celebrated his 40-something anniversary yeah. uh, this year. So that's who we are as community bankers. And whenever you start working for a community bank, you just see it's just a different culture because of that relationship, because of how we get to invest and truly become a point of a beacon of hope yeah. in the communities in which we serve. And customers see that and they really don't bank with a the bank they bank with that person and so you know coming to this event here is we're trying to train up the next generation of leaders I'm trying to inspire those future banking leaders who are in school here at Ole Miss yeah. to see the value in working for a community bank so that they can carry on the legacy of so many other community bankers who have already done so to have those relationships and to invest back in their communities because truly the profits that a community bank makes You'll see it right back in the communities in which we serve. Billboards, uh, on, on annual staff, you know, uh, uh, ads, football stadium signs. That's where we live and that's where we reinvest. No and I doubt. think people want to be a part of that. Uh, we see it all the time. And, and uh, Brad, is it also fair to say that you try to guide your team, your loan officers in particular, to really establish the kind of relationships that are more, uh, not so much, uh, say, a, a banker to a customer, but really a partner? Yes. Uh, in there with that business. I mean, they're by their side, and, and they're, they're dealing with the same good times and the, and the challenges and trying to work with them. Absolutely. You know, whenever you've got a community banker that's invested in you, their success is part of your success. Sure. So it is a tandem effort there. And, you know, I want to see every community across this nation continue to flourish with a strong community bank environment there. And, you know, whenever you've got uh, loan officers who are invested with their customers, they're better, better able to understand their needs, they can analyze their tax returns, and that's truly, we're a value-added partner for that small business because we can say, well, hey, this is what I'm seeing over here from this industry. Yeah. Have you thought about this? And so you can be an advisor to them in addition to their banker. Yeah, trusted advisor is, yes. is, is what we all look for in a business-to-business -business relationship for sure like that, and that's very important. Uh, how's business going? What, what's uh, your economy like in your area and the area that you serve? What are you hearing from your customers? How's it going? We're very blessed. I, I serve a $185 million community bank. We serve basically four rural counties in northwest Alabama and two in northeast Mississippi, Tishpingo okay. and Etiwamba okay. counties. And so we're very blessed with a strong industrial footprint in our area. We're home with Tiffin Motorhomes, the Allegro Coach in Red Bay, Alabama. Uh, so very proud of that industry as well as Sunshine Dog Food. Uh, that's another one of our industries and heavy in poultry and agriculture up there as well. Okay. So obviously consumers are feeling the stress of high inflation. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of concerned about uh, the prolonged efforts of high inflation and how consumers are going to be affected by that. We can see right now that credit card portfolios nationwide, they're at an all-time high. That yep. means people are having to swipe that card to make ends meet. So I just hope the Federal Reserve is not going too fast 
too high uh, to run us into a, a slowdown that will affect even more folks. But I understand that they're kind of behind the eight ball as well to get inflation under control. So, uh, you know, depositors are enjoying uh, a little bit better, higher interest rates on deposits, which yeah. they haven't seen really in 10 years. Yeah, it's been negligible. By. Yeah. Uh, but overall, I think we're very blessed in both Mississippi and Alabama with a strong economy uh, and customers still feel optimistic. I'm not seeing really any signs of a slowdown other than some concerns of how much consumers are being squeezed. Good. That, that's good to hear. Uh, so you, you've also got, uh, I think, a federal government that is um, more inclined, the pr present federal government, to just overregulate and impose more regulations, in particular on the banking industry. I, I think Brad is fair to say we kind of dodged the bullet. Wasn't too long ago they were talking about requiring uh, reports of, of all transactions, right? 600 bucks. Uh, and up, and that would have imposed a huge burden on your industry. Well, at ICBA, through the Independent Community Banks of America, we stay focused on the politics of community banking. We can work with both sides of the aisle. That's That's been our trademark. And what we want to always ensure is tiered regulation that yeah. recognize the unique relationship-focused community bank business model. That is our first and foremost priority. And so we, we do keep a watch out for over-regulation. Last year, whenever we uh, was fighting off the the, the IRS proposal, yeah. we launched the Keep My Banking Private hashtag. Rebecca Rainey was on here with Remember you, that. I believe. Yes, absolutely. And we sent over 700,000 messages to Congress because of that hashtag that defeated that proposal. So that's where I think that community bankers truly serve as protectors of Main Street every day yeah. with stuff such as that. And right now, there's a new one. It's called hands off my rewards. Now okay. that's a new uh, amendment that uh, is before Congress. It's called the Durban Marshall Bill and it would disrupt credit markets. It's trying to take interchange fees on credit card transactions and put more power and more money in the pockets of big retailers. Walmart, Amazon, name your big retailer mm. and if it's going to direct the rails that those run off of and, and if you've got a card in your pocket that you're used to getting rewards off of, mm -hmm. it's going to disrupt that. So my call to action today is to tell consumers to go out and find hands off my reward hashtag. Make sure they tell their member of Congress that, listen, we don't want more power in the hands of big retailers. We want things like they are. Seems like they always got a medal. And every time they medal, they just make things more difficult. And they worsen the environment instead of improving it. Well, I think uh, the good thing for us is through our reputation as, as community bankers that is well-respected, people listen to us and and they know that we're there to serve customers you know overdraft programs is a big big issue yep. that's a, a hot button issue but we believe we're protecting consumers against payday and predatory lenders so why not best keep it up yeah why not best to allow us to serve consumers brad bolton chairman of community spirit bank red bay alabama and you're also the president of icba i'm the chairman of icba chairman. and president of community spirit bank got it appreciate it thanks, thanks for coming on brad appreciate yes, it We'll, we'll take a break right here. We're coming back uh, with a segment. And then Greg Cronin, Gulf Coast president of Citizens Bank. Stay with us. Hurry, run, get to the car. It's coming. Start the car. What are you waiting for? I knew I should have gotten to Ridgeland, Mitsubishi. <laughs> 
get rid of that creepy old car you've been driving around in and upgrade to a new vehicle today at Ridgeland Mitsubishi. We have new inventory arriving daily with ghoulish deals. We have Mirage, Outlander, Outlander Sports, and more, all in stock and more in transit. And we're offering super low 2.9% APR, which will save you thousands in finance charges. Is your credit history spooky? Our credit team will work to get you approved no matter how many skeletons are in your closet. We want your trade. We'll give you a whole lot for whatever you're driving, dead or alive. So come save like never before with scary good deals at Ridge or Mitsubishi, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. 1860 East County Line Road. Call 896-9600 today or visit RidgelandMitsubishi.com. Remember, you're approved at Ridgeland Mitsubishi. We'll provide you deals today. Digital banking from the Citizens Bank is great if you're like me, a shall we say, night person. With our secure online banking and mobile app, you can bank on your own time. With a touch of the screen, you can pay bills, make deposits, even transfer funds on the fly. See digital banking in a new light, just not sunlight. <laughs> Download the app today. The Citizens Bank, member of DIC. Hello, this is Doug Garner. And Ryan Neamey, owners of Logan Farms Honey Glazed Hams in Jackson since 1995. Let all your team members and value clients know you're thinking of them this holiday season. This year, give them a product gift voucher that's redeemable for one of our signature gourmet meats, both in-store and online. Our product vouchers allow for a recipient to conveniently choose when to have their gourmet meat. Logan Farms also has great corporate discounts. We gift box our hams, turkeys, and all of our gourmet meats. And we still offer delivery to your company, as well as shipping nationwide. Our hams are sliced and glazed in-store when you pick them up and still boast 30% lower sodium than the competition. Call us at 366-HAMS. That's 366-4267. And be sure to ask for Ryan or Doug. Let us help you extend your gratitude to your loyal employees and valued clients with one of our gourmet meats. Find details at jackson.loganfarms.com. Research shows moving is one of life's most stressful events, but thanks to Two Men in a Truck Ridgeland, it doesn't have to be. We have everything you need, a professional team who will customize your move, a schedule to fit your convenience Monday through Saturday, and all of the necessary moving supplies, including free padding and stretch wrap to protect your belongings. Don't stress. Let Two Men in a Truck handle your home or business moving needs. Visit twomenandatruck.com for a free, no-obligation estimate. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. A Hines County Chancery Court judge has ruled against Senate Bill 2780 and Senate Bill 3064, saying that the Mississippi legislature could not appropriate $10 million in COVID relief money to private schools across the state. The case was taken to court after Parents for Public Schools, represented by the ACLU of Mississippi, filed a lawsuit saying the bills violate Section 208 of the state constitution. That states that taxpayer funds are not to be allocated to private schools. Jackson State quarterback Shadir Sanders has agreed to a name, image, and likeness deal with Brady, the apparel brand from Tampa Bay Buccaneers quarterback Tom Brady. This deal marks the first time ever that Brady brand has signed an individual athlete. For all things Mississippi, visit supertalk.fm. Fall is here, which means school is in session, cooler weather, and football. 
If you are like most families, you're always on the go. Polk's has great dinner ideas for your busy family, like Polk's smoked sausages or delicious ham steaks, great for something quick and easy. Or how about Polk's Cajun or garlic and green onion smoked sausage? Add great flavor to your red beans and rice, jambalaya, gumbo, or spaghetti night. There's no buts about it, folks. Picky people pick Polk's. Twilight concerts at Renaissance are back. As Ratchet Entertainment presents El King live Saturday, November 5th. El King with Cameron Marlowe. Tickets are on sale now at twilightms.com. Don't miss El King with Cameron Marlowe in concert at Renaissance. Brought to you in part by Southern Beverage, Renaissance, Visit Ridgeland, Watkins Construction, Nukes, and First Commercial Bank. Produced by Ratchet Entertainment Group. You know that nowadays, most people go online to look at a business before they spend their money. But what if the online information about your business is incorrect, or even worse, not very flattering? If your online presence isn't great, you may be losing customers. Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital's trusted and highly trained team is the answer. We're ready to work with you to help your business capitalize on the power of digital marketing. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get started today. You're listening to Middays with Gerard. Gerard Gibbert, here on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone. Midday Super Talk Mississippi, once again from the Oxford Conference Center. We are here for the Ole Miss School of Business Banking Symposium. Been talking banking and finance all morning. I hope you guys have enjoyed that. We've had lots of conversation on the C Spire text line. You know, one of the things that we've been discussing this morning with uh, all of the folks in the banking industry is just how much government, government policy, government regulation, impacts their industry in, uh, in either a positive or a negative way. And uh, like we were just having this conversation with Brad Bolton, the chairman of, uh, actually I think he's the president is what he said, of Community Spirit Bank, the chairman of the international, uh, the ICBA, the folks that can't remember exactly what it stands for, independent, excuse me, independent community bankers association, just hit me, apologize for that. So he, he represents the interest, he, he, he chairs an organization that represents the interest of community banks across the country. Well, again, the situation where the government gets involved in, in things like requiring this reporting of uh, deposits or transactions actually over $600 and, and then as Brad was just talking about, something I wasn't aware of, uh, Rhino, where they want to sort of get involved in regulation of the rewards on, on bank credit cards. That just sounds ridiculous. It's just another scenario where I'm sure there's some oh, false virtue behind the scenes, right, that's driving that policy where policymakers, uh, those who push for more regulations, it's, it's for your own good. And any time you hear that for your own good garbage, you know that's pretty much going to make your life worse and, and add to the misery. Well, something that's, that's now uh, popped up on the scene here the last week or so is the Biden administration 
wants to transform some workers uh, in the gig economy. The gig economy, of course, is one uh, where workers are, are independent and, and typically working in industries where they're able to leverage the technology, the, inter the Internet. I mean, the one you think about the most, I guess, are, are these Lyft and Uber drivers, which are not full-time employees, but rather they're subcontractor. And it's they, they call it gigs. Individual gigs make up uh, their income or some portion of their income. And it's just workers and employers that find each other using technology. And the gig workers, are they're, they're independent, like we said, and, and they're freelancers. They pay their own taxes. They pay, uh, they absorb the cost of their own benefits, such as health care, for example, maybe their investment for retirement. And, and by the way, because they're independent contractors, they actually pay uh, both sides of Social Security and Medicare, meaning the employee and the employer share, the full 12.6%, I think is the current rate when you combine the two, the employer-employee. But the government says, oh, no, we can't let them do that. Um, these, these companies are abusing these workers by not making them full-time employees and covering half their Social Security and Medicare and providing the other benefits, vacation and paid time off and health care and all that sort of stuff. So basically, the government wants to sh step in and say, oh, no, you can't do that anymore. You can't be an independent contractor. You've got to be an employee. Well, as long as, as these entities, the entity being the, um, the contractor, the contractors involved in the agreement, in the arrangement, uh, the one that's, that's, that's paying the person who's providing the services and the person who's providing the services for whatever agreed upon uh, compensation. Uh, there is in their contracts. Just leave them the heck alone. Why do they got to interfere with that? Why do they have to intervene in that? They just can't leave things alone. The market dictates whether or not these are viable arrangements. If they're not, if Uber, Lyft, and all the other organizations that that uh, are participating in the in gig and gig economy by hiring gig workers, if they're not compensating them appropriately according to what the, the market will bear, well, then their company's not going to work. It, it will fail to, uh, to be a viable concern. And they'll make adjustments. They don't need government to interfere with that. But we just have a government that's just bound and damn determined to plan all this stuff. It's called central planning. It's called socialism. This is a form of socialism. They basically want to dictate. Uh, essentially to the buyers and sellers here. The buyers being these companies that hire these gig workers and the sellers being the gig workers who sell their services for agreed upon compensation and, and fees and other aspects of the arrangement. They just can't stand that. Now a lot of these workers benefit. They enjoy the independence, the, the work flexibility. It's, it, for many of them it's an additional job. They earn, they earn extra income uh, say in the case of an Uber or Lyft worker, just by driving a vehicle for a few hours a day or a week. Consumers get access to the goods and services they want uh, on a reasonably priced basis, as needed, without bearing the cost for, for, search, uh, for searching for these services and the other burdens associated with it. We don't need more government involved in this, but it's another situation where well, we've we got to do this for your own good. You really don't know what's good for you. This, this is sick. This is twisted. It's distorted, and, and uh, we've got to end it. 
I hope this doesn't go through, but this is a proposal at this point, only a proposal. But apparently uh, the president supports it, and I, I really wish he'd back off. Well, this is just not something uh, that we need. And uh, it's just another example of government meddling where they don't need to. Uh, really, really is disturbing. Something else is coming up, Social Security. You know, we got a cost of living adjustment that is scheduled to be around 8.7% in 2023. This is the highest increase in 40 years, and this is based on present law, which triggers these cost of living adjustments based on the CPI. And so, obviously, we've been experiencing... Uh, high inflation, high CPI reports, and so that's going to trigger this cost of living adjustment. The average Social Security retiree benefit will increase uh, about 146 bucks a month is what's being reported. That would be to an average of $1,827 a year in 2023 from the present 1681 in 2022. So uh, this is something that certainly those on fixed incomes will welcome that rely on Social Security for uh, their household, the primary source of their household income. They're going to welcome this because the cost of living is up, and this adjustment will help soften some of that blow uh, to their pocketbooks. But, but on the other hand, just be aware that this is another situation. Is this is money being printed out of thin air? There's no additional money coming in as a result of that. We're not we're not raising the Social Security tax rates. Uh, wages really aren't keeping up with inflation, so you can't argue that, well, this will be offset by the increase of revenue as a result of increase of revenue Social Security as a result of the increase in wages because wages are, are currently trailing inflation by about 3 or 4%. So it, it's, it's just an, another um, example of flawed economics and flawed math. Uh, in our government, it just piles more on, unfortunately, to our to our debt. Uh, Kevin in Monticello says, I've, I'm a real estate appraiser that is an independent contractor for about 15 different banks. I have a, I have a license for the company. That will cut me out of business. Man, I, I hear you, Kevin, and I, I respect you for operating as an independent contractor. You're, you're serving a need. Your, your customers need the services that you provide. They're willing to pay you, I'm assuming, a rate which you're comfortable with, and, it, and it's, it, they just don't understand this concept of, you know, when the parties agree, it, especially in contracts, and, and, and in this country, we're blessed in that we do have laws. Now, there are no contract police. I can't tell you the number of, of lawyers that have told me that, but for the most part, people honor their contracts, and when they don't, you certainly can pursue that in a court of law, uh, and, and if there are assets there uh, behind... Uh, the breaching party, yeah, the courts will will award you if you've been wronged in, in some sort of violation of the contract by the other party. But, gosh, that's the essence of our economy, are these agreements between parties. In this case, between two parties. In your case, Kevin, not speaking for you here, but it's your agreement with these banks. I, I'm sure you have them, probably with every single bank. And that's great. That's how it works. Why does the government want to interfere with that? It just blows me away, and it aggravates me, because every time they get involved and they intervene for your own good, no, they make it worse. It's exactly what they do. They make it worse. Uh, Thomas and Greenwood points out, you don't prof 
professionalize until you unionize. What Wasn't that the line? I think it was. And you, you're making a good point there, Thomas, in that, honestly, I do think that this move is consistent with the goal of this administration and the Democrats that every single worker in this country, no matter what industry they work in, what their job is, is a member of a union. They honestly believe that in, unless there's collectivism amongst workers, you simply can't have fairness uh, from an economic perspective. I, I believe that is total horse hockey. That's just untrue. And, and, of course, this is the opinion of people who've never made a payroll, right? Something else I want to point out, Rhino, we got lots of folks that are informing us that I think our news uh, has uh, in the clip that Mississippi State's going to be playing at home this weekend. Actually, Mississippi State is traveling to Lexington, Kentucky, to take on the Kentucky Wildcats in Commonwealth Stadium. Just want to clarify that. Apologize for that. Uh, we got your message. We're getting it cleaned up. We're stepping aside for a break here on Middays uh, from the Oxford Conference Center for the Banking Symposium. When we return, Greg Cronin, Gulf Coast President. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store. LS Tractor understands your passion for the land, and just like you, LS Tractor is committed to excellence and superior products. LS Tractor comes with a long list of standard features that are unmatched by other brands and backed with the LS commitment to provide exceptional customer service and satisfaction. You get a lot more for your money with the LS Tractor. Come to the Tractor Store in Richland to experience the LS difference. The Tractor Store in Richland. Family Termite is a proud VIP sponsor of the Handyman Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Whether you're a proud DIYer or a seasoned veteran, Mississippi's handyman Buddy Slowick has the answers to your home improvement questions each Saturday from 10 till noon. Finish a college course in half or even a quarter of the time. I just finished psychology class in one month. How awesome is that? Computer applications one month? Record time, baby. American history, four weeks. Done. I love it. Finish an entire college class in half the time. You're done in as little as one month. At Holmes Community College. It's so fast. An entire college class in half the time? Yes, I just finished another one. Enroll today at Holmes Community College. No place like Holmes. No place like Holmes. Everyone loves 90s country, and nobody does it better than Mustache the Band. You've seen them in Starkville. You've seen them in Oxford. Now see them live on the main stage at Holmes Community College's 2022 Homecoming. Mustache the Band is a non-stop party. Want to be there? Make a dash for the stash. At Holmes Community College's Homecoming Bash in Goodman, Thursday, October 27th. For all the details, check out homescc.edu. Wear your boots, and we'll see you there. Protect your home and office with Havard Pest Control, a family-owned and operated business for 75 years. Havard provides termite and pest services with free quotes, low monthly payments, free recalls, and unmatched customer service. For more information, visit HavardPest.com. 37 years. That's a long time, and that's how long Shapley's Restaurant has been bringing you the finest in steaks, seafood, and of course, our homemade hot tamales. This is Mark Shapley, and we are proud that we are celebrating our 37th year in business. Chapley's has been a staple in the greater Jackson market and had the pleasure of serving guests from around the country. This couldn't have happened without you, and we are so grateful for your continued support. Chapley's Restaurant, 37 years and counting. Come see us soon, 601-957-8000. 
When you choose Roto-Rooter, you'll get honest estimates and no hassle guarantee so you can get it fixed quickly and enjoy peace of mind. We're there for you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, day and night, holidays, and weekends. We've been providing service to Mississippi for over 80 years. Call the original Roto-Rooter, 601-353-3333. Mention this ad to receive $25 off any service. Call Roto-Rooter, that's the name. And a winkle troubles down the drain. Roto-Rooter. From the ground up, from the grassroots. That's how we began in 1922, and that's how we do things today. The Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation celebrates 100 years in 2022. 100 years of farming, ranching, and supporting our 180,000 member families. From our state capital in Jackson to our nation's capital in Washington, D.C. Creating policy, advocating for a better way of life for all Mississippi. We've been there through the tough times when Hurricane Katrina blew ashore. There is extensive damage on U.S. 90. Triumphant times, winning the right to vote to protect private property rights for Mississippians. We introduced benefits like our insurance in the 1940s and fought to stretch broadband internet service from DeSoto County to the Mississippi Gulf Coast. So, from the ground up, not just a farm organization, 100 years of strengthening our families, our communities, and our state. The Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation. 100 years of faith, family, and Farm Bureau. With a special invitation to join us weekday morning, 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. You're listening to Middays with Gerard here on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone. Midday Super Talk Mississippi live from the Oxford Conference Center for the Ole Miss School of Business Banking Symposium on this. Friday, y'all. There we go. We got Greg Cronin, Gulf Coast President of the Citizens Bank here in the Element Well Studios. Greg, good to see you. Thanks for coming on. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. So um, this is a great event, as I know it has been for many years. You know, one of the the, I think, really intriguing and positive aspects of, of this event, Greg, is that it's a situation where we get the university and the School of Business together with private industry where the rubber meets the road, and we need more of that kind of integration, right, more of that kind of information and knowledge transfer between the education community and the private sector. Uh, absolutely. It's a great partnership, and uh it's one that they've been doing for a while, and, uh, you know, it's the networking opportunity, the opportunity to uh, hear about what's going on in the industry. Uh, we have students here that are, yeah. you know, are uh, what we really need to be working on every day in terms of those who are going to follow and, and, uh, and, 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 be, and lead in this industry and everything. And so it really is. It's a great opportunity. Uh, uh, Dr. Syrie and his team do a great job. And, uh, but again, it's a it's a great way to uh, uh, to get together and uh, the partnership between business and education and and all those that come together. Yeah, no doubt about it. And Dr. Syrie is totally committed to this, and I think he realizes the value. Of this is which is why he supports it. Yeah, and is so involved in it. And, and I think it's seen also in the in the growth. Uh, you know, I believe we started years ago at the end, 
Uh, we outgrew that, and, uh, and and here on site, we were in the auditorium at one time, yeah. and now we're back in the banquet room, and we've got a full house. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, so it's, uh, it's grown, and I think it's... Uh, uh, and I know in our industry, we talk about this year-round, and, and it's not uncommon for somebody to, to be on the phone with another banker, and they want to know, are you going to the symposium? Yeah. And, uh, and so uh, it's uh, uh, just great attendance, and again, it's just a great way to kind of visit. And uh, with COVID, uh, in, in the, we missed a couple years, I believe one or two years with that. And, um, you know, when we got back together, you really kind of had an appreciation for the opportunity to come and, and visit and, and, and listen. And, uh, and we have some great topics, some, some things that as bankers. What are you interested we, in? I'm sorry to interrupt. What, 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 what are the bankers interested in this well, year, you think? Well, uh, I think the fintech, there's a, a fintech uh, conversation going on right now. And I think that's a big part of how does the banking community, how do we fit into that? Uh, we had a um, a panelist uh, uh, earlier this morning that was kind of talking about, uh, you know, where the banking sector is, where where fintechs are, and um, we've got as bankers, in, in my opinion, as bankers, we've got to kind of determine how we're going to navigate through that sector, and, yeah. and I think it's a, I think we're at a at a real a real point in the industry in terms of how we where we go and how we do it and what we accept as our role in terms of doing that business yeah well you, you've got to be of course careful about the pitfalls and, and, and any sort of regulatory concerns as well they're always top of mind for your industry i think the most dead gum regulated industry uh, in the country honestly if it's not I, I i don't want to be in the other <laughs> <laughs> so you got that but also it it represents an opportunity uh maybe a new frontier yeah and and, and you know and the technology Technology. There's so much you can do in technology. That's that's overstated, obviously. Yeah. But there's so much you can do with technology, and um, and and the millennials or who, it, as 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 future generations grow, their knowledge and the way they do things is going to be different than the way we do it today. I was yeah. talking with a banker in here that, uh, a little earlier, and we were talking about, you know, I think it's probably our responsibility to maybe start setting that course. But I think it's going to be the responsibility of the younger leadership that's coming up that will figure out how to implement that and how to make it work. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's exciting because, it, you know, you, you are a bit limited in the banking industry on what you can sell. And right. so this kind of opens up maybe a whole new door of, of uh, a new world. Uh, it, it's just in its infancy and so it really you know it hasn't seasoned yet and I, th I know folks are treading lightly but you I think you're right to investigate it and find out what yeah. it's all about and how how it makes sense you know last year there was a, uh, a statistic that was thrown up and I'm gonna be kinda close I'm not gonna be exact but I believe it was just 10 years ago they were looking at what uh, what type of payment payment uh, uh, things that that uh, people were using, and mainly it was the debit cards. So yeah. the debit cards were yeah. used about 75% of the time. The others were used about 25% of the time. Ten years later, that's reversed. Only about 25% of usage is with bank debit cards. That has shrunk, and people have gone to other avenues, How about the PayPal's, yeah. the Venmo's, yeah. those type of things. And so that's where that's where the industry is going. That's, I think that's a real challenge for how we adapt and how we move forward. Yeah, I'm sure you've got to incorporate that into your strategic planning. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Greg Cronin, the Gulf Coast president of the Citizens Bank, has been our guest here on Middays. Appreciate it, Greg. Good Glad to, to see be with you. Thank yeah. you.
That's a wrap here on Middays from the Oxford Conference Center for the Ole Miss School of Business Banking Symposium. We're out of here today. Back with you next week. Until then, have a great weekend. Stay safe, and God bless everyone. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.